Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 198, the one where we help our special guest, Lady Gaga, figure out what <laughs> Fortnite is and who Ninja is. Why don't you come on over, Lady yeah, come Gaga? Come on over there, Gaga. Gaga. Come on down. Dude, can we call you Ms. Gaga? Yeah. Or do you prefer Stephanie? Yes. <laughs> oh, you're not there? Oh, oh, there's nobody there. Yeah, no, there's nobody there. Oh. Rats. Yeah. Did you see that on Twitter? I sure saw it. <laughs> and the article's written about it. Yeah. Oh. She literally just said, what is, no, what's Fortnite? Yeah. And Fortnite was spelled the, the, the proper the way. The proper way. Yeah. Uh, that's all she wrote. Yeah. That's like almost a funny joke. That's like a joke right. that we made. But then did you see? Like over, like almost two years ago. Like a few, a uh, few minutes later, she tweeted at Ninja and said, who are you? That now that's funny. Yeah, that should have been the yeah. headline. But then he responded and was like, "Oh, ask Drake." That's not funny. <laughs> that's well. I mean, he's got a point. He did play with Drake. Text Drake. Yeah, she said text Drake and ask him. Anyway, hello everybody. Uh, hello, Gene Cough. Hello, Dark Type. Hello, Parker. Hello, Antonio. Hello, Edwin. Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. We did not do a sound check, so hopefully this is all works out also it's raining cats and dogs outside yes so if we just if we just disappear that's nature for you yeah the power like fluctuated right before we started yeah. so that's that's uh that could happen also a special hello to hector espinoza carlos riviera and eric henley for being supporters here on youtube thank you guys also tony toenail <laughs> for giving us two dollars it's five my dudes it must be uh, dancing. West Coast. That's a West Coast thing. Yeah. 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 That's how math works. All right. We're, there's a lot. Shockingly. Because I didn't think there was this. I didn't think there was going to be anything to talk about except for our top story tonight. Yeah. 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 Because I was looking for some like, you know, Nintendo news to do right. for the top story. Yeah. I, but I know we are going to talk about this for a while. Yeah. And, and it's kind uh, of Nintendo news. And there's still more than this yeah. you know to talk about anyway uh analog who is analog will analog is a uh company they make uh i guess you can call it boutique uh modern style retro consoles uh powered by fpga so they're hardware based emulation not software based emulation that's a more accurate more reliable form of emulation uh they did of most recently the mega sg the best sega genesis money can buy they also did the Super NT, a Super Nintendo version, and uh, an NT Mini, which is a Nintendo NES version. So they make really high high end clone consoles, clone yeah. consoles of retro video game hardware. Uh, they just announced their next one, and it is a Game Boy. Yes, they're calling it the Analog Pocket, and it's not just a Game Boy. I'm just going to read what it says. Yeah, read what it says. Uh, I'm on their website. Okay. Uh, a multi-video game system, portable handheld, a digital audio workstation. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> With a built-in synthesizer and sequencer. A tribute to portable gaming, out-of-the-box pocket is... Uh, Compatible with the 2,780 plus Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advanced game cartridge library. So the physical cartridges. Yes. Uh, when I first heard that, I saw this through their tweets. Yeah. Uh, it was the first thing I saw when I woke up at 12. Uh, <laughs> it When I saw compatible with 2,780 plus Game Boy and Game Boy Color yeah. and Game Boy Advance games, that scared me because I thought, why not just say all? 
Yeah. You know? Because that sounds like they're trying to, like, cop out. But this says compatible with the 2700A. So it sounds yeah. more like it's everything. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they just wanted to use the number to give you a rough idea yeah. of exactly how many types of games you can play on this. Or they just, they want to leave some wiggle room. Or that. Yeah. So, so Well, we'll keep going. Yeah. Pocket works with the uh, cartridge adapters for other handheld systems too, like Game Gear, Neo Geo, Pocket Color, uh, Atari Lynx, and more. They put a period where there should not be a period. Uh, yeah, there should be commas. Completely engineered in two fpgas no emulation you see that in nice yeah nice white because they want to specifically say because like most clone consoles pretty much all clone consoles out there run on software emulation which is glitchy and laggy and unreliable this is 100 percent hardware based it's built from the ground up to replicate the system is trying to replicate perfectly uh the only other thing that I've seen that's similar to this is the Hyperkin one that they were supposed to be making a long time ago that they never made. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that was, it would have been software. That would have been yeah. software. Yeah. It, it, and it, it would have been a hundred dollars mm-hmm. was the price point they were right. going for. So that's, this is going to be $200. So this is expensive as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, uh, much like all their other systems, their other yeah. systems are also around $200. And this yeah. sounds like it could do more than a lot of those other systems. Yeah. And we'll get to that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Hyperkin one would, would have probably been software emulation, even mm-hmm. though it, it, it takes the physical cartridges, but it takes, it rips the cartridge ROM and holds it in its RAM. Yeah. So, um, this is running off of the cartridge. This is an actual game. It's probably FPGA. The FPGA chip is probably cloning a uh, Game Boy Advance. Probably. Yeah, because yeah. they want to go for the highest, yeah. you know, shoot for the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Monster Pocket. Your pocket just got bigger. All right, dude. Yeah. All right, buddy. <laughs> it sure did from seeing all this news. <laughs> pocket is designed around a first-class 3.5-inch 615 PPI LCD. That is way more PPs than we ever need yeah. for a freaking Game Boy. Yeah, we'll keep reading. With us... <laughs> This is ridiculous. With a 1600 to- by 1440 resolution. So that's 1600 by 1440 yes. resolution. Um, which one's... The Six- second one is horizontal, right? Yeah. F- no, the second one is vertical. The second one's vertical. Yeah. So this is 1440p, basically. Basically. But, but yeah. square. This is 1440p, but c- cropped yeah. in, in Word. That is too much. That is... <laughs> that's Nobody a, needs that's that. That's a better screen than the Switch. It's more pixel dense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 so the Switch has a 720p screen. Yeah. And this what, has a 1440p screen squared. Which yeah. So cropped in a little bit. Yeah. But even though it's cropped, this still has more pixels than the Switch, probably. Yeah. Uh, the pocket has ten times the resolution of an original Game Boy. That's it. I'm surprised that it's only ten. Yeah. Oh no, it is. It's exactly ten. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Still, ten times the resolution of an original. Game no, Boy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because well, it's exactly ten times. According to the website, yeah, we can hardly believe it either. <laughs> Pro level color accuracy, dynamic range, and brightness. There has never been a display this advanced in a video game system. Wow. Uh, Polygon interviewed uh, Christopher Tabor, the founder of Analog, and he said, One of the biggest hurdles of making a, port- a portable was that we always wanted to make the display 
Uh, most inexpensive portables coming from China use cheap widescreen displays that rely on black bars to force the original aspect ratio to the hardware, and the screens are chosen to be adequate but not exceptional. That is why it took Analog so long to finally release its own portable. Uh, we essentially were waiting for the right display, working with suppliers and trying to get something that we really wanted, and we finally were able to do that. Uh, it is an extraordinary special display with all things considered for uh, respective application. It's 10 times the resolution of the original Game Boy. It's 3.5 inches. It's 615 PPI. It's an LTSP LCD, which is very, very nice and is the correct aspect ratio. I just can't even believe <laughs> that we were able to get displays with the correct aspect ratio with this size that has that has all of these features in it. I honestly can't believe it either. Because, yeah. So, a lot, there's other systems like the BitBoy yeah. that are much cheaper. Uh, and a lot of the, they're all like cheap Chinese stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're made pretty well. They're made well enough. They're all yeah. software emulation and they're all, you just load ROMs into it. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, almost all of them, have screens that are the wrong aspect ratio. Oh, yeah. Or, I, I've, I, they're all the wrong aspect ratio, but some of them will crop in to the right aspect ratio. So yeah. you just have this unused part of the screen yeah. in, in these consoles because it's just cheaper to get those types of screens. This is the exact 10 times the resolution. Yeah. So I looked it up. Uh, I, I, I learned about all this when I was doing that, when I was screwing around with the Game Boy camera. Yeah. Uh, so the resolution of an original Game Boy is 160 by four, uh, 144. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly 10 times that. Right. Um, the Game Boy camera is 128 by 128 because it crops in a little bit. Right. So this will multiply that by 10 also, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, you'll still be... You'll still see square pixels, yeah. but it'll look crisp as hell. Yeah. Um, Game Boy Advance. I was gonna bring up the Game Boy Advance. It's two hundred and forty by one hundred and sixty. It is a little wider. Yeah, it's wider. It's so, a three by two. So for the the pocket, it will unfortunately have to be uh, letterboxed in order to show. But still, if it's gonna it's gonna be ten times the resolution, it's still gonna look so much better than it did on an original Game Boy or clones for that matter. So this won't be ten times. Right. This will probably be like nine. <laughs> <laughs> Still. Somebody else could do the math. It's yeah. 240 by 160 cropped in, and you would crop the... So that would be the 160 would be cropped down, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be letterboxed. So there would be black bars on the top and bottom. Right, right, right. So it'll... I mean, it'll still look amazing. It'll look better than any other handheld. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so so the the fact that they put a lot into the screen also... Uh, the other consoles, like the BitBoy, almost, again, almost all of the consoles that I've used, mm -hmm. these, like, cheap Chinese consoles, um, they have really bad screen tearing. Yeah. Uh, when there's any sort of movement on screen, you will see, like, the... It'll get, like, jagged and weird. Yeah. Um, so if you're playing a fast-paced game, you'll get a lot of weird screen tearing. Um, it happens with the BitBoy. It happens with the Pocket Go, unfortunately. Uh, so... If they're putting this much effort into the screen, I really hope there's no screen tearing. Uh, I I'll, I assume there's not going to be any screen tearing yeah. because of how much effort they're putting into the screen. I mean, how much effort they put into everything they do. Yeah, so, so that that's a big concern of mine because yeah. the BitBoy has a really nice screen. It's got yeah. a really nice IPS screen that is also a pretty good resolution and the colors are beautiful, but 
uh it's it's got really bad screen tearing so um it's possible this could happen here but it again it sounds like they know what they're doing yeah. and it that might have a lot to do with the emulation too yeah and this is not emulation at yeah. all yeah so um the next thing it shows it's a tribute to portable gaming and it shows all the different systems it'll be compatible with um of course game boy game boy color game boy advance but with the use of adapters, Atari Lynx, Game Gear, Neo Geo, Pocket Color. Game Gear is crazy. So two things That's crazy. real quick. Yes. Um, they said they were supposed to release adapters for the Mega SG mm-hmm. for like all the other Sega systems, like the Game Gear and something else, but they never did. And they're supposed to come out this year. I think they did eventually. I've, I don't see them on the website. I'll look it up. But when they do come out, and these will be the same. They're going to be inexpensive. They're going to be like $10, $15. So they're not coming out at launch? No. They'll come out later. But, I mean, for $10, $15, you know, you can play pretty much every classic retro portable in 2019. So, and that's great because Game Gear screens always break. Uh, Atari Lynx screens always break. Oh, they made the, the – this is what I'm thinking of. They made that – uh, The DAC. The DAC, The digital yeah. to analog converter. Um. So yeah, yeah. Game Game Gears are known for having the screen crap yeah. out, and it's a transistor. Yeah, it's not actually the screen, which yeah. is uh, sounds like too much. Yeah. Retro Future, great YouTube channel, uh, offered to fix ours just before we started. Yeah. Um, also, uh, remember at Long Island Retro Gaming when I was gonna buy Sonic on Neo Geo and you told me not to because we don't have a Neo Geo. I feel like I wouldn't do that. I buy a lot of dumb things that we don't have. Well, you did, and now I have a chance to play. <laughs> um, I just learned how. I feel like I feel a little slighted. I feel like nobody ever told me about Sonic Labyrinth. How do you not know about Sonic Labyrinth? It's just Chips Challenge, but Sonic. It is not Chips Challenge. Yeah, it is. How is it anything like Chips Challenge? You you're in a 3D space, and you need to find a key. In every level. First of all, Sonic Labyrinth is isometric. Yes. The challenge is top down. Oh, oh, excuse me. It's it's like that. Sec, sec, it's, it's 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 a forty five degree angle. Second difference. of all, Sonic Labyrinth is just so like he it's it feels like he's moving through syrup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, it's just so slow. But the but the core idea is Chips Challenge, but Sonic. Okay. Have you played it? No, I just right. I just saw. I was looking up. I don't know why I was looking up. I, it, I don't think it's Sonic gonna games. be as good as you think it is. But I love Chip's Challenge. I know. But just because Sonic's in it doesn't mean... <laughs> uh, anyway. Because anyway. um, we have every Sonic game for the Genesis. Yeah. We don't have every Sonic game for the we Game We just Gear. got Triple Trouble for the yeah. Game Gear. Yeah. The problem is... Oh That's God. what started me down the Wikipedia rabbit yeah. hole. Triple Trouble. Because yeah. uh, somebody posted on Twitter a timeline of all of the Sonic games. And yeah. it, was all, it was a meme. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like... Uh, they wrote Triple Trouble as... Uh, if Sonic met Knuckles somewhere else, it was like an alternate timeline. Yeah. And I was like, Knuckles is in that game? So then I yeah. went on a whole freaking <laughs> thing. He's Princess Peach of the game. Basically. Anyway, my question about this thing being able to play Game Gear games. Yeah. If it's running off of an FPGA chip, mm-hmm. that is, uh, I'm assuming the FPGA chip is modeled after a Game Boy Advance. Correct. How is it going to be able to play Game Gear and Neo Geo games? Well, is it is it emulating that through a Game Boy Advanced hardware? Well, you got to think of it like Game Boy Advance is more advanced than all those other systems were, right? So it theoretically should have enough horsepower to run those games. I'm guessing that in addition to you know the the Game Boy uh, firmware, 
They also worked in code for the other systems. And then when you buy the adapter, it's the rest of that code. Does that make sense? Um, so, so you're saying it's software. No, whatever they, there's gotta be like a line of code in the FPGA chip because mm -hmm. you program that field programmable, field programmable something array. Or, uh, FPGA, field programmable gaming array. Yeah, no, that's not it. <laughs> So like they, they have they have to like program that chip somehow. So they probably programmed a few lines of Game Gear code in there, let's say. Mm -hmm. And then when you buy the adapter, that's the rest of the code so that the system knows to go into Game Gear Gate mode. array. Field programmable okay. gate array. Yeah. Uh, Does that make sense? That can be programmed in the field after manufacture. FPGAs are similar in principle to, and but have vastly wider potential application than programmable read-only memory. That makes sense, but then that's a so no, then they wouldn't need another FPGA chip in the adapter because that'd be really expensive, right? Or it could just be emulating, but then they would have to leave a little note. They'd have to have a little asterisk and say like Game Gear and right uh, links are not FPGA or 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 are software emulation. Well, I don't think it would be software emulation. It has to be. Well, it'd be running off of Game well, maybe, Boy. Maybe it's not an FPGA. Hardware. Maybe it's just. You know the right the right amount of chips and transistors that you know a Game Gear would need. Random Eleven says the FPGA chips have to already be programmed, and the adapters just would be simple pin splitting. Could be that because the the Mega SG came with a, a Master System adapter. And the mass the Master System adapter is clear, so you can see all, like all the chips and stuff in it. So it has to have like some amount of chips in it that probably replicates some aspect of the master system where yeah. everything else is being handled on the, the mega SG itself. But isn't that similar hardware master system to Genesis? Similar. Yeah. yeah. Cause can't, there's no adapter like that for the Genesis, right? There is. There's a power base converter. Oh, well then that's yeah. it. Yeah. Then that's just what that adapter is. Yeah. It's a power base converter. But when you go in game gear to freaking game boy advance, that's a big True. difference. You know what but I mean? But again, the game gear you know, is a less powerful system than the Game Boy Advance. So the Game right. Boy Advance should have enough horsepower to run Game Gear games. I'm not saying there's going to be a problem. Right. I'm just saying that it's not. it might not be hardware emulation anymore. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It, the hardware emulation is going to be from a Game Boy Advance, so there's going to be some disparity. Like, if you have freaking Virtual Racer Game Gear, yeah. which isn't a game, uh, you might have a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's a if there's a game that can't be emulated from the Game Gear, then you might have a problem. Not that there is one though. I don't think there's anything in the Game Gear library that has like a piece of hardware on the chip that needs it for emulation. Yeah. Uh, uh well, well, we have his email. We'll Retro Tam Games. Yeah, that's a question I will ask yeah. him. They can program the FPGA to be any system. You can use a Sega a Mega SG with modified cores to make it play Nintendo ROMs even. Yeah, but then the FPGH. Well, okay, we're gonna get. It. There's more to this. Yeah, but there would need to be multiple FPGA chips. Well, Cyberquake says you can program multiple systems into one FPGA, which is kind of like what I was saying before. That is possible. Yeah, that would solve everything. Mm -hmm. That would be a lot of work. <laughs> It'd be a lot of work well, just to be able to say it's hardware emulation. Well, I mean. These are people who put way too much work into getting yes. this stuff going. Because this is an adapter you need to buy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, 
90% of the people who buy this thing are not going to be plugging Game Gear games into yeah. it. I mean, we will. We yeah. will. We definitely will. Un- unless it has to come out at launch. I'm only making one video for this thing. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, they said the adapters aren't coming out at launch. Oh, that sucks. But uh, analog isn't just for games anymore. It's make for making music. Uh, Pocket has a digital audio workstation uh, built in. Sorry, I'm scrolling while I'm reading. <laughs> Pocket has a digital audio workstation built in called Nano Loop. It's a synthesizer and a sequencer. Designed for music creation and live performance. Shape, stretch, morph. Sorry, shape, stretch, and morph sounds. Capture music or play and sculpt live. Yeah, I'm gonna play. That's coming from a Game Boy. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people, a lot of people are like, uh, why are they spending so much time on the uh, music part? So you know? the chip tune scene. This is a very big music scene. The majority of them use Game Boys to create their music. And they typically use a program called uh, Little Sound DJ or LSDJ. Um, and it's, it's basically, it's a program that you load onto an EverDrive and you load it into a Game Boy and you can make beats and sounds with it. And people like will actually just hook up their Game Boys to sound systems and rock out in clubs. Yeah, they have whole shows where yeah. people are just playing. There's on a really good documentary from like ten years ago called "Reformat the Planet." That's all about uh, the chiptune scene and people making music on their Game Boys and stuff. So, yeah, it's a very big deal. Yeah, to uh, to uh, be able to have such like a like a like a a, a music centric part of it. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's gonna be built into it. So like day well, one, you can just go out and become the next. So it has that synthesizer built into it. Yeah. I'm wondering what they did to the sound output. Because it's just a headphone jack. Well, no, it has speakers in it. Yeah, it has speakers in yeah. it. But I mean, like, the out, the, the audio output right. is just a headphone jack. Right. But, like, I'm, I was thinking, like, you can't really get much higher quality than that. You know? What else are you going to do? Have a guitar input, which yeah. is the same as a headphone jack. Well, I mean, you can put a digital, like, a digital input That's in what I was thinking. But, but that... Well, it's got to have a USB charger or something. It has US, it's USB-C. So I bet people are going to mod it immediately to oh, have a, a digital yeah. output. So you can plug this thing into a laptop. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be hard at all to plug this into a laptop. No. It also, has a laptop it, it running has the an, audio. It has an SD card slot for firmware updates. So you can, you can even do it that way. Yeah. So for higher quality audio, people might be plugging this thing into a laptop if they yeah. could even do that. But I think a headphone jack would be just fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, people, right. like I said, people use their regular Game Boys. Yeah, it is just a Game Boy. Yeah. After all, let's, <laughs> not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. It's not a freaking uh, synthesizer. But it is really cool. But it is a synthesizer. I mean, I'm going to futz around with it. Uh, now you can help preserve video game history too. Pocket is designed for FPGA development. We added a second dedicated FPGA, which is what I was going to say before, and the chat got ahead of me <laughs> just now. Uh we had a second dedicated FPGA just for developers to develop and port their own cores. Uh, with access to Analog's proprietary uh, hardware and scalers, we think developers are going to do some amazing things. So, so I didn't mention this when we were talking about getting Game Gears running on this thing yeah. because the second FPGA is specifically for developers to putz around with. It's yeah. not going to have right. Game Gear or Lynx or anything on that. But... If you have the know-how, then you can program it to run Genesis, Super Nintendo, PS1. You, you know, know I didn't like think that. about that, but that's that's why that's there. Yeah. That's there so that you could 
open this thing up to be your all-in-one portable I mean, gaming it, you know, device. It, it could also be there for like homebrew games and things like that, absolutely. But other like if this was Polymega, yeah, they'd be like, oh, that second FPGA is for like you know we want to have our own sort of a uh, uh, game library, like like our own sort of Steam for this thing, yeah. so we can have modern games on. It. No, they they, <laughs> they they know that people are going to use this second FPGA to use this thing like a portable ROM center. Well, it's like how they you know you can't play ROMs on a Mega SG, but you know they said that they're not going to stop people from jailbreaking it. Right. It's basically that. Right. Yeah. And the, and yeah, the mega SG was jailbroken mm-hmm. in day one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I'm going to freaking load this bad boy up with stuff. <laughs> Cause the way the mega SG was, was, you know, opened up was so, yeah. it just adds another menu item on the menu. It's so clean. You don't need an extra yeah. launch or anything. It just adds a menu item that says ROMs, and that's it. It's so easy. Um, so I'd assume people will break this day one, right? ROMs or or cores. Yeah. And you can load up Genesis or whatever. Now, of course, that's not official. That's just right. us speculating. Yes. There is no better way to explore all of handheld gaming history with Analog Pocket. One, one more, more thing. thing. Oh, I like the way they did one. Yeah. Like it's, they did a very Apple of them. Yeah. Introducing analog dock. That's what I call mine too, Will. <laughs> For when you put it down. That's, that's never I like never put it down. Play your pocket on the big screen. Put your pocket into dock. Oh my God, this is just full of it. Put your dock, put your pocket into dock and it outputs directly to your HD TV. Sync up any wireless 8-bit do Bluetooth controller directly to dock. They call it just dock. It's just dock. For wireless play. You can also connect controllers directly via wired USB 2. So it has its own switch dock. Yes. This is that like that's probably the most incredible thing. That they're, you know, the fact that it's, you know, a, a new Game Boy is one thing, but they're taking the extra step. And when you have a way to play this on television. Is the dock launching with it? The dock is coming at a later date. And ah! the, the price is uh, to be determined. Ooh. Yeah. That's probably going to be hefty. Well, uh, did he say anything about it? It's uh, USB-C. Yeah. This thing. He said it will be priced. It will be a price people will be happy with. It's not going to be a very expensive accessory. Good. Because what's the, the switch? switch dock was 90 bucks when yeah. it came out. I'm. I don't think it's gonna be that much. No, I would guess fifty. Yeah, fifty sounds reasonable. Maybe sixty. Yeah. Um, it being USB C is great. Yeah, because then uh, you can charge it along with your Switch stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my laptop stuff, that's awesome. I like a lot about this. Will. Yeah, it comes in two colors, uh, black and white. It ships in 2020 for 199. Sign up early to hear the instant pocket is available. Limited quantity uh, quantities will be available. Uh, so it just says 2020? Yeah. All right. So it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Yeah. But I think it'll be worth the wait. I'd be much happier bringing this thing around with me than my uh, Game Boy Light. When oh, I absolutely. Yeah. I, I take Game Boy camera pictures and I would much rather be taking them on this thing. Because even like I got the Game Boy Light. Because I think it's awesome. Yeah. But also, I like original hardware, and I wanted a backlight. Yeah. It's still impossible to see that screen. 
it doesn't make things any easier. Yeah. When you're trying to take a Game Boy camera picture in any setting, really, there's no perfect setting to see the screen. Yeah. It's like impossible to see anything. So uh, this will make things way easier for me. Yeah. Uh, and I got that nice, crisp, 10 times resolution. Yeah. So just the rundown of the specs. It's compatible with Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games uh, right out the gate, uh, specifically the cartridges. 3.5 inch uh, LTPS LCD screen, uh, 1600 by 1440 resolution, uh, 615 pixels per inch, rechargeable lithium ion battery, all buttons mappable. It's got four face buttons, a D-pad, and a, an L and R triggers on the back. Ooh, I didn't notice the L and R triggers. You gotta look closely because it's right by where the cartridge is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's L there's got an L and R buttons. That's important for yeah. Game Boy Advance. Yep. Uh, all buttons mappable, stereo speakers, uh, micro SD card slot, USB-C charging, 3.5 millimeter headphone output, original style link plug. So if you have your link cable, oh, you can plug, you can an original Pokemon. link cable. Yeah, that's a fat cable. Yeah, and I think the Game Boy Pocket through the Game Boy Advance had a smaller cable. I almost threw up. We could play. Mario Deluxe, Will. We could. We have so many copies that I yes. accidentally bought. <laughs> um, and rechar Is, rechargeable battery. That's not the link cable. I can't I find the link cable. You, you don't. I can't. You don't see like the ports on it from like any of the pictures. No, just the headphone jack. The that, headphone that's jack. the headphone jack. Uh, and so, the, oh, I was looking for the L and R. Oh, they're, they're really tiny. They're yeah. really tiny things. Uh, and then the dock tech specs, HDMI output, two USB inputs for wired controllers, Bluetooth for wireless controllers, and it is compatible with the DAC. What is the DAC? The digital to analog converter. Oh, their yeah. DAC. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I just got a text that YouTube is down, but I don't think we're down. No, nah, everyone says we're gold. Up. We're golden, baby. Yeah. So, uh, so don't leave this tab. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Christopher Tabor said, "Pocket is literally exactly what we want it to be." Uh, drawing out each, he drew out each word for emphasis. Emphasis. Uh Yeah, <laughs> there is nothing about it I would wish I wish was different. We wouldn't make it if we had compromises and it didn't meet uh, what we wanted it to be. For me, what we are trying to achieve, Pocket is perfect. So this is exactly the system they wanted to make. And I'm pretty sure it's exactly the system we want it to be. Um, yeah, analog knows what they're doing, yeah. and and they they do this is kind of like a passion project for those. I mean, this is their jobs, yeah. But they do this out of the love of, you know, retro game consoles. Yeah. Isn't the guy the guy who started this whole thing? He was like, uh, what did he do before this? Christopher Tabor. Yeah, he he did. He was like a. He had a nice job before he started yeah. doing this. He also, I think, is the guy who does the photography for 8BitDo's website, like the controllers. You know how they're on yeah. like the nice wood? He just likes photography, so he just does that for them. Anyway, uh, why is this so much money, and why is this so important to have? It's so much money because it's FPGA. Yes. That drives And what does price. that mean, Will? Uh, you said it before. Fuel programmable gate but, array. But, but it's important to have that... To make it hardware emulation? Yes, because it's a more accurate form of emulating the original console. Right. So 
we made a big deal about this when we were talking about the their version of the Sega Genesis. Yeah. The, the Mega SG. Mm -hmm. Because uh, certain games, only a couple, only like three games would have a problem on the Mega SG. Yeah. Because there's certain hardware, not... I'm sorry. They wouldn't have a problem on the Mega SG. They would have a problem if it was software emulation. Correct. Because there's certain things on the inside the cartridge that need to work. Yeah. Most famously, probably Star Fox with the uh, Super Effects Super chip. Effects chip. Yeah. It has a chip inside of the cartridge that makes it run better. Yeah. On the Sega Genesis, I, that was probably just a really loud sound for you guys. I'm very sorry. This is what a normal Sega Genesis cartridge looks like. Yes. So it's a little tiny thing. This is what Virtual Racing looks like that I just got. For four bucks, which is not what it costs, I, I went. I got it at eight bitten up in New York. Don't ask for it for four bucks. Mm -hmm. I walked in there. The guy was on the phone and he was like yelling at somebody on the phone. And I saw this and I was like, four bucks, I want this. And uh, I brought it up to the counter and he goes, "That's not four bucks. How did you find that?" <laughs> and I said, "It's big as hell. That's how I found yeah. it." And he goes, "If you give me cash, I'll sell it to you for four bucks." I said, <laughs> "Okay," and that's it. That's nice. how I got it. But anyway. That's so big because there's stuff in there. Yeah, I, th I think it's called the the Sega Virtual Processor. Well, uh, that won't work in something like a re uh, a Retron Five, which is Correct. software emulation. Mm -hmm. But in the Mega SG, it should work. Yeah, we've never tried it. We've never had it before. I thought we'd do something fun. Will I set up the Mega SG? I'm gonna go plug this in. Okay, right now? Right now. Right now. And you got to do something right. while I do that. Well, way. I'll just read what uh, Christopher Tabor said about uh, FPGA. The downsides are that FPGA is expensive. The FPGA in the Mega SG is a $53 uh, chip. Uh, and it makes it, it takes an incredible amount of time and talent to achieve you know, the emulation that they're trying to do. Our engineer spent over 5,000 hours engineering the Mega SG... And fortunately, they had the best team to do it. Using an FPGA can translate to total accuracy, pixel perfection, and 100% lag-free. Literally, our software produces zero lag. Also, I found his personal website. Hello, I'm Christopher. I'm from Chicago, but I live in Hong Kong. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Neither did I. I forgot I could just bring my mic over here. You could do oh. that. So here's something interesting, Will. What's up? I plugged it in and I turned it on and nothing happened. That's bad. You know, it is possible that the that the cartridge is just messed up. That's true. <laughs> Why do you, don't don't blow in it? <laughs> Will, I got this thing for four bucks. <laughs> All right. All right. So this is what the analog looks like when it turns on. It does this nice little boot screen. I have it just boot right to the game. Yeah, but this is so pretty. It is. But you know what? Like my wife primarily uses it. And I just want it to be like you don't want her to have to press run cartridge. Yeah, I mean, I figured just easier to turn it on. And oh, it... well, there it is. Well, oh, it looks nice. It's very quiet. The Sega Virtua processor, the SVP, as it were. This is it. I'm freaking playing. Oh my god, the well, this 3D graphics. I can't. Now, of course, if you want to play virtual racing at home and don't have access to a Mega SG or the cartridge... It's a beautiful looking game. Um, this game is available on the Nintendo Switch as part of the Sega Ages collection. It was uh, developed by M2, that version. I don't know what the go button is. Oh, it's B. <laughs> uh, the Switch version, of course, runs at a consistent 60 frames per second. 
and it's in a widescreen aspect ratio and it looks better than this. This looks, <laughs> this is a very, oh my God. This is a very interesting looking game, Will. It sure, even from this distance, it looks very interesting. You said it's widescreen on, on the Switch? On the Switch, yeah. Is it stretched or do you just see more? I think you see more. Very interesting. Yeah. I was going to say, when you said if you don't have a copy of Virtual Racing, I was going to say you just can't play it. But I didn't know it was on the Switch. Yeah, it's on the Switch. I think it's a it's closer to the arcade version. Okay, I'm, I'm done with this you game. You done? It works. That's the important thing, Will. Yeah. That's all we wanted to know. So, I'm happy. Yeah. We learned something today. Yes. It's always good to learn. <laughs> eh. It's a little abraded. Oh, I forgot to move the screen. Oh, well. So that was worth my $4. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Why don't you read some Super Chats? Okay. I will do that. Uh, well, Jack Haggy gave us uh, $2 and then $1 and then another dollar. So $4. <laughs> uh, Dark Type, thank you for the $2. Uh, Jack Haggy with $2 and a comment. Uh, have you seen the, the RG350 thoughts? I hope it works. The hell is that? Um, Google it now. RG350 Retro Game 350 console. Oh, it's uh, one of these. Oh, did you send me that? I don't think Via so. No, not you. Him. Oh. There's too many. There's a lot of stuff these. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one has a DualShock button layout with a, an L2 and R2. Ooh. What type of what what generation of systems does it go up to? Um, trying to see here. Doesn't say. <laughs> Disc juice is the way Bob holds his MacBook gives me nightmares. That's probably why the screen crap that I hold it yeah. like this. I like man. Oh yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's so light though. Uh, it just says like the tech specs. It doesn't say like what systems it works with. Oh, because they can't. Yeah, because they can't say that. Um, but it but it also comes in a Game Boy style vertical version. So <laughs> there's that. Oh, it looks like they got like the first image they show is like a 3D racer. So I'm guessing it has to, it attempts to emulate those kind of games okay can it play virtual racing well yes you know what it definitely can uh and then S steve kyle stare with two dollars bob what do you think of the gigantamaxing charizard oh why don't we talk about the gigantamaxing charizard will yes um so final thoughts on the analog pocket uh as soon as it goes up for pre-order i think i'm gonna get it yeah. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. You, what do you, which one do you want? The white or the black? I want both. <laughs> I want I want to switch off depending on my outfit for the day, Will. Okay. They both look gorgeous. I, all right. In that case, I'll get the black. I like white, but I'm probably going to get black, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. I'll, I would... You know, I'm not going to say anything because okay. I want them to send us one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what would be cool if, like... Ah, not probably not. I was gonna say if like D brand made like skins for it. That would be very interesting. Yeah. They make skins for the Apple credit card. I did see that. That was a joke that they took too far. Yes. Jack Haggy with two dollars. Couldn't figure out Super Chat. Hope that worked. Uh chat is just not working on my desktop computer. So somebody said YouTube's down. It sounds like parts of YouTube are down. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm excited to get that. It'll make my life a lot easier when I'm taking Game Boy camera yeah. pictures. Um, 
So, yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. So we got a uh, Pokemon company said, hey, tomorrow you're going to get some Pokemon news at 6 a.m. Pacific time. And I said, I'm not waking up for that. So this morning when I woke up, they dropped the news. I was hoping that it was going to be uh, starter evolutions because we don't know any of the starter evolutions, right. any of them. We only know what they start out at. We don't know what they go to after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we still don't. All we got to know is uh, the, gig- the the Gigantamax forms of some of mm-hmm. these Pokemon. I didn't know Gigantamaxing had different forms. So there's Gigamaxing? Yeah. And then Gigantamaxing. Which I think is bigger. Yeah. So Gigamaxing, they don't look different. Right. And that's that's where the one where... Uh, Everybody was like, oh, the animation's so lazy. They're the same. There's no... And they said when when you Gigantamax a Pokemon, it's a different model. And then right. people are like, it's the same model when you Gigamax. Look at it. It's the same guy. It's like, yeah, but it's a different model when you Gigantamax. Yeah. Look at that fat-ass Pikachu, Will. People are loving the fat Pikachus back. Yeah, everybody loves fat Pikachu. The guy who's designing all the Pokemon is like from our generation he like grew yeah. up with pokemon he knows what everybody wants <laughs> like the long meowth yeah. like that was him he knows everybody's into long cats so there's your big fat pikachu and oh can i get the sound yeah i'm gonna try to get the sound because you gotta hear big fat pikachu it's not just pikachu <laughs> <laughs> he just says p <laughs> there he is there's the big fat Pikachu uh, this seems like a like a hazard what having huge Pokemon yeah and like that much lightning and electricity you know in a stadium well true but Pikachu's not the only one yeah you got uh, Eevee and you get these Pokemon uh, by just having save data for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you get the ability to use the four. Oh, op- no. So Eevee's move, opposite gender opponents become infatuated. That's a little sexist, Will. Yeah. I think. Receive this Eevee by using play records from Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. So the same thing with Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And you have play records from Eevee. Yes. So I will be asking you to trade. Thanks, Will. No problem. Um. There's the friggin' Charizard. Charizard looks insane. He's uh, very on fire. He's got like flame shoulder guards. Yeah. He is extra as the kids All say. non-fire types take damage for four turns. Wow. So he burns the hell out of you. Uh, and then there's also a Gigantamax Butterfree. <laughs> it just, just has big It's just wings. Mothra. Just Mothra. Yeah. It looks like just a Butterfree with bigger wings. Yeah. Causes poison, paralysis, or a sleep status. And it looks like you can Gigamax the Gene Simmons Pokemon. Yeah. Obstagoon. Exclusive early purchase bonus. Unless that's a Gigantamax. I don't know the difference. Well, I guess Gigantamax is a different form and Gigamax is just you make the Pokemon bigger. Yeah. Receive the special Meowth available. Oh, I missed it. Uh, uh, through Jan- January 15th. Yeah. Oh, is that the pre-order That's bonus? That's the pre-order bonus. Uh, I know. But I think... Oh, early purchase bonus. I like when they say that. 
because that means it's not a pre-order bonus. You just have to get the game in the first wave. So you don't okay. have to actually pre-order. You just have to oh, be one okay, of the first I gotcha. one. I'm cool with that. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So there's a long ass Meowth. Uh, G-Max Gold Rush. Uh, confuses all targets and earns an in-game cash bonus. I guess we can read uh, what it says down here. Update. As we expected, today's official Pokemon Sword and Shield announcement was indeed for Gigantamax versions of some fan-favorite Pokemon. The announcement has arrived in the form of brand new trailer, which shows off new forms of Charizard, Pikachu, Eevee, Meowth, and Butterfree. It also it has also been confirmed that Gigantamax Pikachu is obtained when you use save that. Yeah, we said all this already. Uh, one of the main features of Pokemon Sword City is the ability to use for certain Pokemon to Dynamax. 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 Dynamax is the word. We've been saying Gigamax. Well, because Gigamax makes more sense. <laughs> I'm sure the chat was loving that. Yes. Uh, Dynamax and Gigamax. Uh, no, <laughs> Dynamax and Gigantamax. Yes. Essentially, these are transformations which are used in battle, increasing a Pokemon's size and altering the moves they can use. Today, several new Pokemon have been revealed to be capable of Gigantamaxing. This transformation type not only makes each Pokemon significantly larger, but also changes their appearance somewhat. Very few Pokemon have been confirmed to be able to pull this off so far, but several fan favorites are getting into on the action. It sounds a lot like uh, the... Uh, the... Oh, I'm going to butcher this. The Z-Moon? The z uh... The X and Y forms? Oh, yeah. What the hell do you call that? I forgot their and names. And Z forms? Yeah. Look that up, because the chat's going to yell at me. Right. Um, it was an X and Y. Mega Evolutions. Mega Evolutions. You don't have to look at it anymore. Okay. Figure it out. We got there. We got there in the end. I feel like that was such a simpler word that we were looking for. <laughs> Mega Evolutions. Mega Evolutions changed the appearance yes. of the Pokemon yes. for a little bit of time. Gigantamax is that. It yes. sounds like that, but they're bigger. So it's a new, it's a completely new design for the Pokemon that they need to that they need to figure yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, where am I? The reveal comes via Coro Coro Magazine. Thanks, Cerebi.net. It's possible that these new Pokemon transformations will form part of today's official Sword and Shield info drop. That's all we got. We've intentionally avoided sharing the images and names of the Pokemon thus far, in case you don't want it spoiled. Whoopsies. <laughs> What's in the trailer? You can see the full magazine cover below. It's got a Kirby on it. There he is. Uh, he doesn't look very good. No. Uh, oh, and then there's this awesome artwork. Yeah. That's like a collage of all of the uh, promotional art. And you got the big fat Pikachu. And that's really it. Yeah. And it seems like they only shared uh, Pokemon from Gen 1 that could be Gigantamax. So I'm assuming that there's going to be Pokemon from the new Gen that can also be Probably, Gigantamax. yeah. Um. Yep, the chat really likes to correct me on the Dynamax thing. <laughs> yep. Nintentional says Gigantamax is the stupidest idea I've seen in Pokemon. It just looks so stupid. I hope these battles are optional because it looks ridiculous. Well, yeah, you control when your Pokemon Dynamaxes and Gigantamaxes. I don't think it's going to be optional. Because the opponent is gonna do it, well, so you're gonna, gonna you're gonna be pretty much forced to do it. I guess, yeah. 
Like, I mean, you can make it hard for yourself and not do it. Yeah. Because, like, when we played at E3, you when you do the gym battles, that's when you get to Dynamax because mm-hmm. you're in an arena. Yeah. Um, and you we base you had to Dynamax. Like, imagine beating that without yeah. Dynamaxing. It would have been impossible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could barely beat it without Dynamaxing because yeah. I didn't know what freaking type of the other Pokemon was that I was fighting against. Um, but. I originally thought that Dynamaxing was stupid, and I think you did too. I just didn't get it, mm-hmm. and then I played it, and then I got it. When I played it, it felt really cool. Yeah. Like, the the sound effects and, and the, the visual effects and everything just felt awesome. It felt yeah. like the, you, you were, you, the Pokemon battle turned into this big kaiju battle. Yeah. It was really, it was a lot cooler when you're actually doing it than w- when you see it through these trailers. Yeah. So... I'm more down with it. I also didn't like Mega Evolutions. Um, and I still think they're kind of mad. It, it, it adds like a little bit to the yeah. gameplay. Like, oh, when am I going to... Because you can only Mega Evolve one Pokemon. Right. Um, but for Dynamaxing, you can only Dynamax one Pokemon. And it's only for a few moves. Okay. Like, did, you didn't notice that when you played it? Yeah, no. It's only for like three or four moves. I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. Um, so... It that adds even more uh, strategy to it. Yeah. So now you got Gigamaxing, which oh, I'm sorry, Gigantamaxing. Yeah. I'm never gonna stop saying Gigamaxing because Gigamaxing sounds appropriate. <laughs> uh, Aiden Quinn says the new Pokemon for this gen did indeed get Gigantamax forms. Did they get them already? Yeah. I think some of them did at least different forms i've seen them as dynamaxed but i've yeah. never seen a different form pretty sure they did well we need to figure this out well, all right i'll look it up well anyway while you do that we got a lot of stuff here uh prom dates thank you for being a member bruce patrick thank you for being a member rock and val thank you for being a member t slaruso thank you for being a member hwy61 thank you for being a member and jesse mccallum with five dollars join the unofficial discord racing club wolf den racers in asphalt nine a free-to-play racing game on the switch earn rewards for being in a club yo it costs more than that for a sponsorship yeah (laughs) here on this freaking podcast uh is that a thing i i guess it is is now is that a thing that you actually did um, so Corviknight has a Gigantamax form, as does Dreadnaw and Alcremy. Oh, I remember the the, the yeah. cream the cream guy. That is not a guy. Are you assuming, Will? I am. You're right. That's <laughs> wrong. I shine. I'm sorry. Would Eevee uh uh would Eevee's move work on on that Pokemon, Will? Well, we'd have to we'd have to play and find out. You're no fun, Will. <laughs> you got any snacks, Will? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't have any <laughs> snacks. I I stopped by the Oreo aisle the other day and it's like, there's no new flavors. Damn it! Where'd you find that? I want to pull them up on screen. Is so it Cerebi? Bul- Bulbapedia. Oh, I clicked on Cerebi. Oh, it's right. the same thing. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh. All right, so we knew Charizard already. We knew Butterfree. We knew Pikachu. There's big fat Pikachu. My water Maybe. is 
down there, but I can't oh, get to it. Oh, I got you. Well, my don't worry. Mike is in the way. Oh, well, I got you. Here you go. Thank you. Al Creamy, there's the big freaking cake. Uh, Corviknight. Corviknight doesn't look that different. Corviknight's got like that, like the red around him. Dreadnought looks very different. I've never seen that before in yeah. my life. I don't know where that was shown, but I've never seen that. I thought this was the first information we're getting that Gigantamax Pokemon are different, mm -hmm. but apparently not. Right. This is just the first time we're seeing Gen 1 Pokemon that could be Gigantamax. And you yes. know everybody loves Gen 1 Pokemon, Will. Yes. I mean, obviously. Like me, I'm one of those people. Jason McCallum with $5. Yeah, I created the club today. You have to play a bit to unlock. Also, I've been playing for almost two years here. Oh, I've been paying for almost two years here. Love you guys. No Oreos? Send Not us today. Oreos. Yeah. Um, I'll have to play Asphalt. It's free. Honestly. It is free, yeah. And uh, we like Burnout. Yeah. So I'm interested in it. I wanted to try, because the guys created Burnout, did a Spiral successor, successor, Dangerous Driving. I did not know it's that. It's basically just Burnout. Uh, I don't know if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you ever play a game called No Breaks Valet, Will? No, I've heard I've heard of it though. It's a great phone game. Yeah. It's great for two people because one person grabs one end. Oh and the other yeah, grabs I remember that. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Oh no, more Pokemon stuff. Uh, this is just a, a quick aside okay. with Pokemon. Uh, there's a little, there's another. It's, it seems like a mobile game. Explore Pokemon's wild area on PC and mobile starting in November. Yes. Uh, I don't know why that's the promotional image, but I feel like that's not what it's going to look like at all. No. The Wild Area for Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming to PC and smartphones of all places. The content will be available on web browsers from sometime early November to December 31st. I'm going to pause this article right here and tell everybody to get their expectations to a minimum. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to play it. <laughs> Users can explore the Wild Area with a 360 camera and encounter Pokemon in the wild. The content will be available in Japanese, Korean, traditional, and simplified Chinese. They don't say English. No. I don't know why they didn't make a bigger deal that it's not going to be in English. Uh, Unless they just want us to assume that it's going to be in English. No, because like the all the English-speaking websites that I've seen have not mentioned it. So, haven't mentioned it at all. Yeah. Oh, this is JapaneseNintendo.com that I just clicked on. Yeah. Um, will be available Japanese, Korean, traditional, and simplified Chinese. Oh, this has more pictures, too. <laughs> Japanese Nintendo. I love this site. This is great. Uh, it doesn't look... You know what? These pictures don't look that great. It looks very much like a mobile yeah. game. Uh, anyway. Let's click back on Nintendo Enthusiast. Uh, similar to the Dynamax camera, this promotional content might give us some early looks at Pokemon not shown in official materials, assuming we get access before the release of the games on November 15th, we'll be able to gain all sorts of key insights from the, from this. Since the wild area is one of the bigger new features coming to Sword and Shield, I'm sure that players will be doing some crazy digging after this release. The wild area is the first attempt at open world, blah, blah, blah. So the wild area is the, is like the big open area. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's like the middle of the map, and yeah. it's it's where you go to catch all Pokemon. Mm -hmm. um, it's like it's like a it's like a sandbox. Yeah. Uh, so this is gonna be some promotional thing where you can go and explore the wild area. 
and maybe see new Pokemon that we haven't seen yeah. before. I think it's really just going to be like kind of like a map. Maybe you can like mark off where some of the raids are going to be or yeah. something. But this is just going to be like a promotional map. It's I'm thinking of it like when conventions have a an app that's like a map of the convention. Yeah. That's what this sounds like. Sounds to me. like it, yeah. So don't get too excited. Yeah. It first of all, you're not going to be able to read anything unless mm-hmm. you know uh, Korean, Japanese, or Chinese, and uh, it's probably not going to be that exciting anyway. Yeah. So. But it's another Pokemon mobile thing that's coming out. Yeah. So I had to talk about it. All right. The next thing we have. The next thing we have is the. Uh, we, 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 there's a little leak. Yeah. Of, uh, of our little boy. Yeah. Of our, of, of our, of of our, our good friend, uh, Sanic the Hatchug. So a while ago. They they made a little trailer for the Sonic movie yeah. and Sonic looked like trash. Sonic and... looked awful and horrifying and I wanted to kill him with all of the fire. And we hated it and we talked about how we yeah. hated it and it was stupid. And then they said, guys, we hear you. We're going to redo it. We're going to push the movie back. We're going to redo the design. Now there's a leak. This is, again, according to the Nintendo enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, rumor, is this our first look at the Sonic redesign for the new movie? He looks... A lot better. A thousand times better. He looks way better. He's so much better. Uh, I'll be honest. If I saw this first, I probably still wouldn't like it. Yeah. But this is... I like this. Yeah, <laughs> This no. is way better than what we had before. I mean, I look, I expect Sonic to look different than he does in the games because that's just what happens when you translate it from an uh, animated game to a live-action movie. But this looks closer to what Sonic the Hedgehog is is supposed to look like mm-hmm. as opposed to whatever the hell they farted out last time. If this is even like what it's actually going to be, which it looks like it is. So they supposedly had, uh, I'm going to try to look this up. So they supposedly, uh, hired Tyson Hesse, the guy who worked on Sonic mania. Yeah. Uh, and he did a lot of the Archie comics. Yeah. They had him uh, come in and help with the redesign. Yeah. And he... D- oh, here it is. So he did this during the... Uh, like, when it all went down. The like original that, kerfuffle. That is the original movie Sonic. Yeah. But he just did a cooler looking version Oh, absolutely. Of it. It's like only slightly different, but it's yeah. way better already. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got him and were like, yo, help us redesign Sonic. And this looks like a Tyson Hesse redesign, if you I ask me. I can't tell, because part of the big controversy was, like, with his eyes, and they were, like, separate, and it looks bizarre. I think they're still, they're definitely still separate. They're definitely still separate, but it still looks closer to Sonic. Like, the eyes are closer if you, together. If you look at modern Sonic, they're barely one. They're barely one Right. Eye. Yeah, so... Yeah. Just close it. I honestly, I'm yeah, not. No. I'm not butthurt about the eyes being separate. I mean, I am because if, if you if you look at Sonic, you can do separate eyes Sonic and still have it look like Sonic. They they had them like way too far. Oh no! Apart. In the original design, they're bad. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, I'm saying you can make it two separate eyes and make it look good. And I think yeah. that this leak is that a lot of people are saying this is fake, and a lot of people are saying it's fake for really dumb reasons. <laughs> 
Uh, I can understand being skeptical. Yeah. You should be skeptical. You should be absolutely be skeptical. One person said it's fake because there's a cursor in one of the images, which is dumb. That because this is obviously yeah. a picture of, a, of... This is obviously a picture of the screen. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying these are two separate character models. And I think that that is also false. These are the same character model. Yeah. I just think it's from two different angles. Oh, yeah. And that's what's throwing people off. Mm-hmm. Oops. People are saying that the one on the right... Oh, this is going to look bad on screen. People are saying that the one on the right, the the ears are black, but no, it's just the shadow. The tint is different, but no, it could just be the lighting again. Mm-hmm. The eyes look like they're the same shape. The body looks like it's the same shape. The hands look like they're the same. It's the same. These look yeah. exactly the same to me. Uh, and again, looks a thousand times better. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very skeptical of leaks like this. Yeah. I think this is legit. I think this is as close... Um, as close as they could possibly come to what they wanted to do originally. Supposedly, this is from somebody at Paramount. Yeah. Probably working with promotional material. Yeah. So, but we don't... Because they delayed the movie until February. When we got the first leaks of the movie poster... Yeah. This is exactly the same way we got those leaks. Yeah. It was a picture of a freaking computer screen. Yeah. Or a picture of the poster. It was a picture of... Uh, like best, basically test art because mm-hmm. they had Chris Pratt in it instead of uh, James Marston. There was the that. There was also the picture of his legs. Yeah. And we got it all the same way. Yeah. So that's why I'm totally buying this. Yeah. And I'm cool. I, yeah. I think this looks It looks good. good. He's wearing gloves. Thank like, God. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I still don't think the movie's going to be very good. No, the movie's going to be trash. But but, <laughs> but I'm still going to see it. We're going to have a good least, time. At least they're getting the look right. Because, you know, that matters. Yes. You know? And if you if you don't even attempt to come close to the look of it, then what what's the chances of anything else in the movie going to be good? Yeah, no, very slim. I mean, yeah. it's going it, to... I have little faith in this movie because it's a video game movie, because it's Sonic... Yeah. You know, like there's uh, they can't even get the video games right half the time. Yeah. So what makes you think that you get a movie right? Uh, um I'm I think this is legit and I'm happy with the redesign that they did. So yeah. I'm excited to see what it looks like in the trailer. And I hope they make the trailer different. Oh, they have to. Like don't make it the same trailer. Do not make a trailer with Gangster's Paradise no. in it. Use some like 80s metal or something cuz that's what Sonic listens to. <laughs> Ugh. They they have to do a lot of reshoots, you know. For no. Well, I mean, like if they want to like <laughs> make the movie good. Oh no! If they want to make the movie good, what they, what they already showed. Like if they want to get input from people who have actually played a Sonic game. No, if they want to make the movie good, then they need to like put the script in the shredder and start yeah. again. Yeah. No, I'm saying like for what they have now, do not put a trailer to Coolio's Gangsters Paradise. Put a trailer to like. Fuel by Metallica. Yes. All right. So the reason why that pops in your head is because back in the day when Kaza was a thing, yeah, they used to be like, like anime mashups and like, like a uh, like cartoon mashups to songs. Yeah. When you try to download a song, there's a big get like scene a, of that. Yeah. And the one that sticks out of my mind was Fuel over the Sonic Saturday uh, morning. Yeah, yeah. Cartoon like intro. Yeah. It was just that intro, but. But it worked. Fuel it worked it. really good. Yeah, and so. it was very good. And that's why Fuel is one of the only Metallica songs I like like a lot. Yeah, you know. Um. Anyway, 
I think this is cool. I'm I'm down for it. Yeah. Uh, would you like to talk to your friend LKM Cherokee now or later? I'll just do it now. Get it out of the way. Hey, Will, thoughts on Flash Forward 2, Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall, X-Men 1, and Justice League 34. Um, Flash Forward was... Could not get into it. Sorry. Don't like that series. Tales from the Dark Multiverse, I also could not get into. I found it very boring. Uh, X-Men number one was pretty good. Uh, it's good to have interesting X-Men comics again. That'll be a good series. You don't have to ask me to read every issue. And Justice League 34 is a comic you like. I like that answer. Yeah, it's a, it's a good answer. Uh, my computer is so slow right now. Oh, we got to talk about this. Okay, so last week we had a big, we made a big stink about uh, Blizzard. Yes. Which we should note is Activision Blizzard. <laughs> yes. Well, the reason why we say Blizzard specifically is because they're the Blizzard division games. Okay. Hearthstone. And now we're talking to talk about Overwatch. Because AJ brought up a good point. He was like, why is Activision not getting any flack from this? Because they're uh, the same company. What was it? Recently, there was a lot of rumors going around that the Activision part of Activision Blizzard is starting to come down heavy on Blizzard because they hadn't put out a new game in a while. Mm. Um, they they don't put a lot of like stupid microtransactions and like pay to play, pay to win things like that. Yeah, in I could there. see that happening. So like the Activision part, like came down, like you got to start doing that stuff. A company like Blizzard is gonna they're gonna do gangbusters every like four years or so. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like when they were in a lull to a company like Activision, they're like, guys, you got to pick it up, you yeah. know. Just to make the numbers inflate. Right. You're not well, going to have a Fortnite every, every, you know, year. You know yeah. I mean? Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it's been like, you know, 10 years or something between Star uh, StarCraft and StarCraft 2. And now that's not going to happen anymore. We're going to get like StarCraft 3 real soon. Then StarCraft 4, StarCraft 5. Yeah. That's un very unfortunate. Yeah. They had a big thing. I think yesterday they announced like a whole bunch of. No, that was. That was, that Riot. was Riot. That was Riot. Never mind. Yeah. All these. Freaking MOBA nerd companies. Well, Riot's an example of because they put out League of Legends ten years ago, and that's it. And now they're just starting to put out other games. And League of Legends on mobile. Yeah, and which is and be crazy. They have a. We're talking about Riot now. Yeah. They have a first person shooter coming out. Yes. They have a, a fighting game. A fighting game coming out, which looks ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and they have an uh, uh an animated show. Yeah. Coming out. I think they have an adventure game, but I don't know about that. I think yeah, that was another thing. That's ridiculous. Again, and they're wholly owned by Tencent. Really? Riot. Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Oh. That I mean, you should double check me, but I read that yeah. in an article somewhere. Uh so anyway, we talked about Blizzard last week because there was a big controversy. There was a Hearthstone tournament in uh Taiwan. Yes. We had this we had this same <laughs> problem before. Uh there was a Hearthstone tournament in Taiwan. Uh and uh, one of the, the the guy who won said basically, uh, uh, what was it? Rebel. Free Hong Kong. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of exactly the the because it's the tagline of of the uh, of the riots. It's not free Hong, free Hong Kong is what it translates to to us, but right. it's some like uh, oh liberate oh, liberate, Hong, liberate Kong. Hong Kong revolution for our age. Yes, that's what he said. Yeah, uh, and then he got his winnings revoked. Mm -hmm. He got banned from Hearthstone tournaments for a year. Well, was that the redaction? No, that's the. Okay. So the initial the initial punishment was suspended for a year, winnings redacted, and the two commentators 
also got suspended for a year. Yes. Um, I have I have this I have this story backwards, but we'll talk about what Blizzard did first. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the commentators got suspended for not keeping him on track, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but Blizzard, Blizzard came. My links are all messed up. Oh, okay, here it is. Blizzard made a statement. Do I need to read this whole thing? No, it's very no. long. It's stupid. Uh, they came and they re- released the statement really early in the morning on Friday. Yeah. Uh, which is basically just to try to sweep it under the rug so it comes out. So everybody will forget about it by the end of the weekend. Yeah. I'm never going to forget about this because it paints them in a terrible light. Yeah. They said, regarding last weekend's Hearthstone Grandmasters tournament, uh, they basically didn't apologize at all. They just kind of defended themselves. Yeah. And this is from... Oh, no, it just says Blizzard Entertainment. So it's not from a specific person there. Oh, no. Uh, J. Allen Brack, president of Blizzard. Oh, at the bottom? At the very bottom, yeah. Oh, okay. People are speculating whether or not this was written by a Chinese speaker. Because <laughs> there's certain things that just don't line up. Yeah. So, like, that conspiracy's out there. Um, I'm going to jump through parts of this article. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say stuff. They say stuff like... Our core values still apply, and they broke some of those core values. And there's a lot of contradictions in this. Yeah. Uh, first, our official esports tournament broadcast was used as a platform for a winner of this event to share his views with the world. We interview com- competitors who are at the top of their craft to share how they feel. We want to experience that moment with them. Hearing their excitement is a powerful way to bring us together. Over the weekend, Blitzchung, who is the guy who won the tournament, used his segment to make a statement about the situation in Hong Kong in violation of rules he acknowledged and understood. And this is why we took action. Every voice matters, which is their, which is their, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do they call that? They, uh, their value. That's yeah, their that's core like values the is every yeah. voice matters. So they put that after they said this guy's voice yeah. doesn't matter when he's on our live stream. Yeah. Anyway, every voice matters. And we strongly uh, encourage everyone in our community to share their viewpoints in the many places available to express themselves. However, the official broadcast needs to be about the tournament and to be a place where all are welcome. In support of that, we want to keep the official channels focused on the game. So every voice matters, Will. Except when you're talking about the China-Hong Kong situation. Well, every voice matters except on our live stream. Yeah. There, every voice does not matter. Yeah. (laughs) Your voice doesn't matter on our live stream, but our company's motto is every voice matters. Anyway, second, what is the role of shoutcasters for these broadcasts? We hire shoutcasters to amplify the excitement of the game. They elevate the watchability and help the the esports viewing experience stay focused on the tournament and our amazing players. Third, where are where were our actions based on the content of the message? Were our actions based on the content of the message? I can't. I'm having a stroke. Okay. Part of thinking globally, leading responsibly, and every voice matters. Those are their yeah. core values. They're really thinking globally, Will. Oh, yeah. They're thinking about the other side of the world. Uh, is recognizing that we have players and fans in almost every country in the world. Our goal is to help players connect in areas of uh, commonality, like their passion for our games, and create a sense of shared community. The specific views expressed by Blitzchung 
were not a factor in the decision we made. How is that possible? That is not possible. I want to be clear. Our relationship in China had no influence on this decision. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We have these rules to keep the focus on the game and on the tournament to the benefit of a global audience. And that was the only consideration in the actions we took. If this had been the opposing viewpoint delivered in the same divisive and deliberate way, we would have felt and acted the same. How is that possible? I don't see many people coming out and saying like, yeah, Hong Kong should just let China steamroll over them. But so, I, I feel like if somebody did, like nothing would happen. Well, the actress from uh, Mulan? Yes. The, yeah, the lead actress from Mulan did come out and say she was in support of the Chinese yeah. government and she got steamrolled for it. Well, Disney didn't fire her for it. No, they're not going to yeah. because they want that Chinese market. Yeah. Though. Also, apparently there's something about how like Hollywood, like the, like the, the Hollywood of China, like the, these actresses and actors and stuff are kind of bankrolled by the Chinese government. Yeah. And they could be forced to write stuff like that. Yeah. So, well, because the Chinese government has a, a stranglehold on the film industry. So over they there. think, people think that she was forced to write that. Right. You know, like uh, maybe she didn't even have control of her account when, when yeah. that was posted, you know? So well, it's, just, it's still up in the air whether or not she actually supports the Chinese government or if yeah. she was just forced to write that. Um, but anyway, where was I? Uh, okay, what could Blizzard have done better? <laughs> oh. I got a lot of words for you. Uh, and where do we go from here? Over the past few days, many players, casters, esports fans, and employees have expressed concerns about how we determined the penalties. We've had a chance to pause, to listen to our community, and to reflect on what we could have done better. In hindsight, our process wasn't adequate, and we reacted too quickly. We want to ensure that we maintain a safe and inclusive environment for all our players and that our rules and processes are clear. All of this is in service of another important Blizzard value. Play nice, play fair. In the tournament itself, Blitzchung played fair. We now believe he should receive his prizing of $3,000, I yes. want to say. Yeah. It's only $3,000. <laughs> Blizzard has $3,000. They got a lot more than that, but... We understand that for some, this is not about the prize. And perhaps for others, it is disrespectful to even, to even discuss it. That is not our intention. But playing fair also includes appropriate pre- and post-match conduct, especially when a player accepts recognition for winning in a broadcast. When we think about the suspension, six months for Blitzchung is more appropriate, after which time he can compete in Hearthstone Pro Circuit again, if he so chooses. There is a consequence for taking the conversation away from the purpose of the event and disrupting or derailing the broadcast. With regard to the casters, remember the, those their purpose is to keep the event focused on the tournament. That didn't happen here, and we are setting their suspension to six months as well. That's insane. Yeah. They didn't backpedal basically at all. Yeah. They like lifted the suspension a little bit. He's still suspended. I mean, he gets to keep his prize money, which is nice, but he's still suspended. The casters are still suspended for basically doing nothing wrong. Yeah. You know, even all right, let's say that they what's the most they could have done? If it's like they say, hey, do you have anything to, to say? Yeah, liberate Hong Kong. Okay, moving back on. Like, still. If this happened in America, they would be back on their jobs the next day. Yeah. You know, they would be right back. Yeah. That's it. They'd go, we're sorry. We we, we messed up. They're back in there. They can, this guy can compete whatever he wants. The yeah. casters can, can uh, 
you know, talk whenever they want. Yeah. Um, however, this happened in China. So they need to show that there's some repercussions to the, oh, I'm sorry, this happened in Taiwan. They need to show that there's some re- repercussions mm-hmm. to the, to somebody. Yeah. You know, to the people who wanted this to happen in the first place. So that's messed up. There's no backbone here. Yeah. For an American company. You know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, you can go f*** yourself. <laughs> um, the reason why I had to go through that whole long thing is because part of the story is that Blizzard cancels an Overwatch launch event in the Nintendo store in New York. Yes. Uh, it seemed like the Nintendo store in New York was really excited about this launch. Yeah. Event. Also, this launch event was the day after the game launched. Yeah. Uh, I'll also note Overwatch came out on Tuesday this week. Mm-hmm. It came out in New York at 2 p.m. on Tuesday. That's weird. That is very weird. Yeah. I thought maybe they canceled the launch event because of that. Maybe they wanted to delay the launch a little bit or something. Maybe mm-hmm. they had some problems, but no. It was on Wednesday. There was no reason to cancel it at all. Um So anyway, Nintendo New York tweeted, "The first 150 fans to sign up will get to meet voice actors." Oh, no wait, this isn't the first tweet. <laughs> I want to read the first tweet because they were really excited about this whole yeah. thing. Gather your team and head to Nintendo New York uh Wednesday uh October 16th, that's today, from uh, 4.30 to 5.30 without reservation and from 5.30 to 7, reservation required, for Blizzard's launch event celebrating Overwatch Legendary Edition on the Nintendo Switch. The first 150 fans to sign up will get to meet voice actors from Overwatch from 5.30 to 7. Sign up begins Wednesday, uh, that was last Wednesday. Uh, present your warp pipe pass, you know how that works, Yes. at your reserved time upon a Arrival, you must have a Nintendo account to make the reservation. And then, uh, how long after that was that? Oh, so a few days after that. That was October 8th and then October 14th, which is two days before the event. They said, please be aware that the previously announced Overwatch launch event scheduled for Wednesday, October 16th at Nintendo New York City has been canceled by Blizzard. They're throwing the blame right at Blizzard. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. Why the hell would they do that, Will? Oh, maybe because they didn't want a bunch of angry fans protesting their game because of some stupid crap they're in with China. I gave them the benefit of the doubt and thought that maybe it was because they were delaying the launch a little bit. But no, it's on freaking Wednesday. No. So there's absolutely no reason for that. No. Um, Meowth900 says, also apparently Nintendo is taking refunds too. Yes. Refunds of what? The game. The, just the game at it, yeah if like you bought it on the eShop you can well if you bought it on the eShop and you like want a refund because of, of everything that's going on they're accepting refunds on it oh great yeah. also Good I don't know if you them. saw this it, I didn't put it in here apparently if you buy a physical copy of Overwatch yeah it's just a code it's just a code <laughs> <laughs> yep that's like, cool why bother uh, did I, you put an article in here about how it runs right yes because that was going to be the next thing I thought this is this the one that I read? Well, there's... I saw a couple of articles about this, and this is the one I threw in here. I don't think this is the one that I read, but I saw yeah. one that was like... It kind of dragged it for no reason. Yeah. Like, people don't like how the motion controls control. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Turn them off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're like... In addition to the game, they're like, nobody's going to compare... but. 
Nobody's going to complain about the motion controls on PS4. Right. Because there are none. And people were also saying, like, oh, it's not it's not as comfortable using the Joy-Cons. You should use the the Pro Controller, which which is like Doom and all the other first Yeah, that's shooters. just dragging it for but no here's, here's uh here's where I found interesting. Uh, so this is the Polygon article. Uh, I spawned into the game without a character model. <laughs> a few now of my that's te- a, problem. a few of my teammates were there, but the rest of my six-person squad was also missing their character models. There was a red-orange blob in their place. Sure, that seems fine. <laughs> I could still play and move around even without a character model, although I couldn't see or hear anything I was doing. When my team clashed with the opposing side in the middle of the map, most of their team, too, showed up as orange balls of light. And that was just the beginning. Unfortunately, the Nintendo Switch just couldn't handle the game I love so much. And then there's a picture of the orange balls. I gotta pull that up. Now, that is not what I read. No. But the article I read didn't have any technical issues like that. They were just complaining about how it was uncomfortable. Uh, they didn't even say there were frame drops in the article I read. It, they said it run at 30 frames per second, yeah. but like, what could you expect? It was about tablet. 30 seconds into the match before my character model and others appeared. This happened throughout my hours-long Overwatch session, and you can see a time, and you can see a time everyone was an orb in the image above. Sometimes only a few teammates were orbs, while other times <laughs> we were all orbs. So I think that's the animation of when you spawn, and they just never spawned. That's insane. That's like the first frame of the spawn animation, maybe? Initially, I played Overwatch on the Switch while docked using a pro controller, but I... Pro controller! Pro controller. uh, But I played the game using Joy-Cons in handheld mode as well. The pro controller is easily the best option for controls. I found it a bit snappier than the Joy-Cons, which produced noticeable noticeable button lag for some reason. So the Joy-Cons have some sort of lag, whereas the pro controller doesn't. Which is weird because that's directly connected to the system. Yes, the, there is a weird. I don't know exactly what the, what it is, but when I do like tests on input lag yeah. for controllers, there's a weird input lag between the pro controller and the uh, and and the the Joy Cons. Yeah, there's a weird sort of situation happening. The lag was bad enough that I missed a lot of shots as Zenyatta. Is that my pronunciation? Zenyatta. Zenyatta, and also struggled to place my healing and damage orbs. I switched over to Moria. Uh, who requires less precision, I was able to do okay despite the lag. Motion controls felt unwieldy using the Joy-Cons. Weirdly enough, the game performed best in handheld mode. Overwatch on Switch runs at 30 frames per second, both docked and undocked, but I found it struggled to run smoothly when playing docked, especially in the game's large team fights. You know, the times when you need to perform the most. (laughs) We need that performance the most. I wanted to play it before the podcast so I can... uh talk about it yeah but i I didn't get a chance to we're we're gonna stream it on sunday okay uh so check here on sunday and there's gonna be a big hashtag free hong kong right over the gameplay yeah um so yeah not only uh is is blizzard embroiled in all this controversy but game sucks the game sucks (laughs) and that's really unfortunate because how many other companies have proved that porting games over to the switch like can be done and done very well. You know what? I'm just happy it's on the Switch at all. Yeah. If there's technical issues that you gotta like suffer through for like some of it, I'm just happy it's on the Switch. You know? I mean, I'm sure this this could possibly be things they could patch out. Like if I'm playing Jedi Knight, yeah, and like my character blips out for a little bit, 
I'm gonna I'll be like, all right, let me reset the game. Yeah, you know, like I'll I'll suffer through that for a second just to have Jedi Knight on my freaking switch. But I mean, this sounds like it's consistent enough to not be fun, right? And that's if it's the problem. broken, like uh, Morphe's Law when that launched. That was just not yeah. good. That was broken. I think also, too, the fact that this has been on other systems for like three years and played very well, and now you're bringing it over to the Switch and you didn't optimize it for it. Right. You know, compare it to The Witcher. They had a lot of time yeah. to be able to do that. Compare it to The Witcher, which just came out, and all the reviews are saying that, yes, it looks worse, but it plays just as well. Right. You know, even something like Mortal Kombat 11. Like, it looks terrible, but it runs at 60 frames per second, you know no matter what and it plays phenomenally it plays just as well as all the other systems do another thing about uh jedi knight uh that developer aspire yeah they just released an update a few days ago where uh you can now invert the controls yeah everybody was complaining that you couldn't invert the controls and they're like sorry here you go yeah i have a lot of faith in that developer yeah so i'm yeah i mean they can iron out the technical issues but it doesn't look good when on top of everything else you know your big switch release isn't up to snuff. Aaron Lopez says, boycott Blizzard, but buy the game. I said F Blizzard. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I wasn't calling for a boycott. I got. I have a job to do here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, Evan Reese with $5. This is just every company trying to avoid their own Colin Kaepernick situation by pretending entertainment is a vacuum from politics. Is in a vacuum from politics. Bill Burr has a really good bit on the whole Colin Kaepernick. Thing. Yeah. Something about like how... Uh, I don't want to do his bit for him, yeah. but you know, something about how like, uh, he's like, no, nah, this is just, I just want to, you know, like protest police brutality. And then everybody's like, Oh, you mean my, my uncle who's over fighting Iraq. Yeah. You don't love him. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm just saying it right here. We have police brutality. Oh, I'm not going to do yeah. it, but still people like took it way out of proportion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's a whole thing with the NBA too, about all. Yeah. About Cause like China, I forgot what it was. I think, which is crazy because, I'd imagine that Blizzard as a company is probably just as big as the NBA. Well, I know basketball is big in China right now, specifically the NBA. And they were playing a couple of games out there. And I think the story goes like one of the players said something and like it got them in trouble with the Chinese government and all the other teams and coaches and stuff were just like, they were asking questions and everyone else was like, can we just play? (laughs) Except LeBron James, who kind of sided with the Chinese government. So like, I mean, kind of a little bit. Yeah. And it was like, eh, you should have said that. So. Oh, the average NBA team is worth $1.9 That's a lot more yeah. than any Overwatch team. Yeah. <laughs> the viewership probably evens out, I would say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's. I think it's just as big of a deal uh, oh, yeah. that this that the company that made overwatch yeah. is you know one of the kind biggest, of siding with the chinese government yeah, one of the biggest games out there yeah yeah so yeah blizzard's still messing up left and right here yeah on, on uh if i have anything to say about it anyway was that the only super chat uh oh yeah yeah uh we're done with the blizzard stuff yeah i'm still gonna play the game will can you do this next story while i run and get my charger i don't know what happened like okay, just sucked all the battery out. Relive the glory days of pod racing with this re-release of Star Wars Episode One Racer for the N64. I'm available gonna, this week. I'm gonna try to pull it up on screen all right. before I run away. Limited Run Games is added again, re-releasing old Star Wars games on classic systems. This time around, it's the N64 version 
of Star Wars Episode One Racer getting us getting the special treatment. It'll be available from Limited Run Games website on October 18th for $89.99. You know, to be fair, that's probably what it, the price of the game was in 96, adjusted for inflation. 99, sorry, that's when Episode One came out. Here's what you can expect. Star Wars Episode One Racer gets a limited collector's edition featuring retro card, retro cart pin, uh, commemorative coin, and reversible poster, all in a beautiful rigid box that will fit right with your Star Wars collection. And there you have the picture, $89.99 limited collector's edition. You get a big black box. Uh, <laughs> you get a nice poster. You get the game on an actual physical cartridge and the cartridge is blue, which is interesting because the original cartridge was just a regular gray and 64 cart. They like to change the cartridges. They do, yeah. Here's, here's what you get. Star Wars Episode One Racer cartridge playable on your console system in Anakin's Pod Racer color shell. Anakin? It's, I said Anakin. You said Anakin? I did not. <laughs> they, also, they spelled Anakin wrong. Just letting you know. I'll blame it on them then. Uh, Who, uh, Nintendo Life or? No, uh, Limited Run Games. Oh, Limited Run. Uh, premium, premium book style rigid box with a silver foil stamping and certificate of authenticity, individually numbered. Game manual, three art cards, reversible 18 by 24 inch poster, commemorative coin, and retro cartridge uh, enamel pen. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of money. It is. For a Nintendo 64 game this, this in 2019. Stuff, stuff that comes with isn't that cool. Yeah. I the saw, pin's cool, but that's it. I also saw... I, I don't know if they're selling it this way, but they're also selling... I guess it's not a limited edition. Well, they're all limited edition, but it's a version of Episode One Racer, but the box is the Star Wars Episode One action figure card. Yeah. They do... They they do the 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 toy yeah. box for some of these for the previous run of these they did shadows of the empire the n64 game in a shadows of the empire action figure box which was really cool that's cool those toys were cool yes um star wars episode 1 racer is a really good game it is and uh it is also a very pretty game yes. on the n64 which is it's Tough to say that about a lot of N64 mm -hmm. games, but this is if you can get this upscaled right, yeah, it looks really nice. Mm -hmm. It's also one of the few games that runs at 480i, I think, that you can I get to so. run yeah. at 480i. Uh, you can watch some clips from it in our uh, Super 64 video. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Limited Run's doing good stuff with yeah. some Star Wars license. Next, there. this is just some small stuff that we can talk yeah. about. Uh, so the Witcher came out. Yes, on uh, Switch. That we're getting a Witcher themed controller. This is cool. There it is. It's a. Oh, it's just a controller. Who's making the controller? Power A. Power A. All right, that makes sense. It's a yeah. wireless controller. Uh, Witcher Three Wild Hunt is now available for the Nintendo Switch and well worth playing too. But there is even more Witcher goodness to come. That's right. You'll soon be able to play the game. With an officially licensed controller or any other game for that matter. See, it works for any game, Will. Yes. That's so cool. The controller comes from Accessory Maker Power Ray featuring motion controls and two mappable advanced gaming buttons. They're right there on the back. Um, 
We've got a full feature below. How much is it? That's all I care about. Uh, doesn't fifty seem. bucks. Fifty bucks. There it's yeah. It's available for pre-order now. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for a not pro controller. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If like it, like if it was like the eight bit do controller, I understand because the D pad's in a different spot. You're not yeah. gonna get that anywhere else. I feel like if it was maybe even ten dollars less. Yeah, like forty. Yeah. Because this is still an aftermarket controller. Yeah. I mean, a pro controller, you can get it for sixty. It retails yeah. for seventy. So this is a good deal compared to the retail price of a pro controller. I mean, it is. It's got a lot of features. It's uh, wireless with Bluetooth uh, 5.0. Features motion controls and mappable advanced gaming buttons. Yeah, but for an extra ten bucks, it's got an er- get a real. It's got a a Witcher three design. You have to love the Witcher if you want yeah. to get this controller. I saw Power I also made a controller pretty much just this, except the the decal was um, the hot chick from Overwatch. They're all not gorgeous. The the one that wears blue, <laughs> the one that wears blue, Diva, Zero Suit Samus. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, Diva, she wears purple. What are you colorblind? Maybe. I mean, she's got alternate costumes. Yeah, this one. Yeah, it's Diva. Oh, yeah, it's blue. Yeah, it's blue. It's blue. See? Blue and purple. And it's got some purple. She's also like 16, Will. So there you go. Now Great. You're, now you're being canceled. Great. <laughs> I think she's Korean. Doesn't so, make so they it. Age, they, they age well. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what you could blame it on that. I hate um, video games. <laughs> well, maybe you've just seen all of the fan art and that's what made you. That's the that. thing. Like, I barely play the game. All I ever see is the stupid fan art <laughs> and the people dressed at Comic Con <laughs> who are of age. Yes. Anyway, this controller is for people who, uh, who have a switch it's just been sitting there while they play their pc games and they're like oh the witch is on the switch oh i better get a pro controller oh wait i can get a witcher pro controller that's what this yeah. controller is for so uh yeah i would say just get a pro controller yeah it's not worth it uh one last thing here that's just another like little aside yeah uh sonic's and super monkey ball that's cool. I didn't even realize Super Monkey Ball was a Sega thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was very much a Sega thing. They had the little arcade game at like uh like uh round one. Yeah. And like those arcades, and it's pretty uh Super Monkey Ball is a fun game. I like Super Monkey Ball yeah. a lot. I was kind of tossed around the idea of getting this game because I like Super Monkey Ball, yeah. but now that Sonic's in it. Yeah. Bet your ass I'm going to get uh, it. This- Super, Super Monkey Ball, H, uh, Banana Blitz HD, the upcoming remake of the Wii game headed to the Switch just got even tastier. Mm. Their words. That's right. You'll be able to play as none other than Sonic the Hedgehog when the game rolls onto a console near you later this month. The blue, bu- the blue blur will be available as a hidden unlockable character in the game, although he's not exactly hidden anymore, is he? As you might expect, playing as the world's fastest hedgehog comes with its own benefits. In addition to boasting incredible speed, selecting Sonic automatically changes all of the stages' bananas to golden rings, complete with the nostalgic sound effects. You can check it out for yourself in the trailer above, and they've got screenshots for you below. It looks very good. Yeah. Uh, Sonic looks good in it. This mm-hmm. leaked like the night before they yeah. announced it. Uh, Sega tweeted it out and then deleted the tweet yeah um uh banana blitz was actually a launch title for the wii and i remember like because the big thing was like you use the wiimote to like move around 
mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and it worked, but you know, it wouldn't work as good as like a you know regular controller. This game does not use most control at all. The HD remake, so it's all controller based movement. It won't and, even have it. Yeah, as an option. Correct. Oh, that's dumb. And but everyone's saying like it plays so much better without it. Yeah, I'd imagine it plays so. better with it. But they should still have the option. I'm if sure. It was a Wii game. I'm sure that they'll patch that in. It seems like a lazy thing. Yeah, because it's for Xbox and PS4 also. True. So they just wanted to unify it. Well, PS4 has a motion control in the DualShock. That's probably what you know what it is. They probably feel like if we put it in the Switch, we have to put it in the PS4. And I don't want to put it in the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Octavio Veltrini with five ruples. Hey there, Bob. Do you think Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 will have special editions too? If so, what do you think they might contain? Oh, it'll definitely have special editions. Was there a special edition of the first one? Yeah, they didn't come with like a cloth map or something. Now I got to Google. I don't remember that. Wild special edition. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it came with like a case. Console not included. Oh, no, it didn't come with the console. Special edition for Nintendo Switch. 100 bucks. Oh, yeah, it came with the with a Switch case that was the Sheikah Slate. Yeah. Uh, it came with a vinyl. No, it's yeah. a CD. It's a regular CD. Okay. Came with like a coin. And the map you're talking yeah. about. So imagine something similar to that. When Skyrim came out, it came with a map in it. Yeah. And all my friends were really excited about it. And uh, I remember, was it Skyrim or Red Dead? I think it was Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing about the the map felt weird. Yeah. Like it was supposed the the material was supposed to be unrippable. Yeah. So I was like, I, my friend, I worked at GameStop. My friend bought it from us, and I was like, look, see, the map's all weird because it's unrippable, and I ripped it right in half. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, whoops, here you go. Bob Wolf, friend. <laughs> anyway, uh, unboxing. Yes. We got a lot of stuff. No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> Half of it we can't open. Okay. Uh, I think this is just a switch. I didn't even set up the, the B camera because this, because uh, it's only really this. Um, right. Oh, it's Switch light case. Oh, nice. From nobody okay <laughs> it's got a one year warranty oh that's nice Rayval <laughs> uh, with premium YKK zippers I mean those are some premium zippers right there I do want to do a video on switch light cases so that's why I'm kind of like getting a bunch Quite of switch light cases on yeah oh it's got a cool little hand strap oh I like it when they come with those this this is just for aesthetics. This, yeah. These things. There you go. Put, put my switch light in there. Well, right. Why don't you? And while you do that, oh, let me see the price. It's got one. two flaps for games. Ultra slim. It doesn't look ultra slim. It doesn't. I mean. Also, this picture looks way different. Feels like it's sturdy in there. 15 bucks not bad it's not too bad oh this is the one this is a different one 16 bucks will oh wow it's an extra buck to have those little decals yeah. on the front 
I think the one I was looking at before was a regular switch. Yeah, the one I was looking at before was a regular okay. switch. It looks similar to the Tom Talk, but this yeah, they just does. put the decals yeah. on the top to like mimic that look. Um, all right. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna say buy it because I haven't uh, checked out every switch light case, every possible combination of switch light case. This is from Teespring, but it's not. I think this is from Edwin from Spawnwave. Okay. Because there was a little joke. Okay, you know what? You open it. Okay. Because I want to get your reaction. Let's see if I can pull up what this is based off of. And I would like you to read it to the class, Will. It is a tweet. On a t-shirt. On a t-shirt. At Bob Wolf. I didn't even like video games until RGT pulled his dick out. (laughs) Now I can't get enough of the stuff. Did you actually tweet this? Yeah. Okay. What's wrong, Will? I'm just I just <laughs> don't remember you tweeting this. I just Googled Bob Wolf RGT Twitter and I just got a tweet from RGT that says, spoilers, it tastes like pee. <laughs> He's talking about the taste of a uh, Oh, the the yellow Joy-Con. Uh I'm going to have to do a lot of digging for this. Um, Explain this. I'm trying. I got to. There's there's a backstory. I'd imagine (laughs) there would be. I'm getting there. There was something something about RGT pulling his dick out, all right? Okay. Oh, okay. So, Kotaku tweeted. uh, October 7th. Kotaku wrote an article, how to talk to people who don't play video games. Yeah. And I quote tweeted it and said, probably just like a normal person. Yeah. You know? Because that's ridiculous. Uh, That's not it. Yeah. Probably just like a normal person. Oh, you found it already? Yeah. I'm I'm still scrolling. So somebody responded, so not like RGT, who said, I usually just take my dick out in that situation. Oh, I found it. I found it. And then you said I didn't. You said I didn't like video games until RGT pulled his dick out. That's why I didn't see because we were replying to people. Uh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. RGT said I usually pull my dick out in that situation. Yeah. And he 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 added Kotaku in that. And then I said I didn't even like video games until RGT pulled his dick out. Now I can't get enough of the stuff. And mm-hmm. then we have a shirt with that yep. tweet on it. And it is a medium, so it'll fit you. Oh, good. <laughs> I can wear this proudly at the next panel that we're on with either Spawnwave or RGT. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really needed this in my life. And you can get your own. I don't know if it's actually for sale, <laughs> but if you do, all the proceeds go to my legal fees where I'm going to sue Evan from Spawnwave. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for that. But that's not the Tweet of the Week. No. We have another Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! This one is from Dry 45 Music. My girlfriend just added uncooked pasta to cold water and then turned on the stove. And when I said that she should boil the water before adding pasta, she said, literally all men are the same. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a fun little goof. That that is a fun little goof. All right. Uh, Now is when we talk to you people. Yes. 
As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, then this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. We also got some super chats. Uh, Mecha Dragon with $5. Have one of you guys ever been sick or didn't feel like doing the podcast one day, leaving the other to do it himself? Uh... Really early on, I did one where I was very sick. Yeah, I remember Actually, that. I think it was just an episode. I wore a mask. <laughs> no, you were sick during a podcast, and I wore a mask. Oh. Um, I don't think... Oh, you had your freaking gallbladder taken out. Yes. Uh, that, yeah, we just had uh, yeah. guests on it, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's never really been a situation where, like, one of us had to pull out, like, the last minute. There's going to be a situation when I go to Japan. Yeah, that's gonna be a situation. That's gonna be a situation. Yeah, we I'm, I'm at. You're only gone for like one Wednesday, right? One Wednesday. All right. I'm gonna have to just be, bring some guests on. Yeah, uh, we might have to do what the Spawncast does and yeah. just do it through Google Hangout. Yeah. Um, but better because we're the one. You'd have to host it because yeah. I my I don't know what the hell my internet situation yeah, is yeah. gonna be. Um, also, it'd be like four in the morning when you do it, wouldn't it? Time in Tokyo. It's only 10.47 a.m. Okay. So when we start, it'll be 9 a.m.? Okay. Listen, man, it's not too bad. Oh, I mean, that's early for me. It's early for you, yeah. Um, But I'm going to be going with Dad, so he's going to be up at freaking like, you know, 3 yeah. in the morning doing yeah. jumping jacks or whatever <laughs> those people do. Um, So, yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and then he also said, Mecha Dragon also said, with $5.00. Also, Will, in case you didn't see my tweet the other day, is the jock, uh, j- the, the Joker <laughs> movie basically canon now for Joker's origin? Uh, I did see your tweet the other day, but you also said you were saving it for Wolf Den Live, so that's why I didn't answer you right away. Uh, no, the Joker's origin in the movie is not the canonical origin for the Joker in the comic book continuity, nor any other form of continuity they'll, they'll probably reference it but it is not the official joker origin the official origin of the joker is was and always will be he was a criminal known as the red hood he fell into a vat of chemicals and he became the joker that's it nothing anything else is just speculation i feel like there's gonna be comics that will reference that movie yeah, well, there are, there are comics that reference Batman 89. There are comics that reference the Dark like Knight. Like the pearls. Like the pearls on uh, Martha. Martha yeah, coming well, out. That's like, referenced in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's gonna, I think that the Joker movie is going to spiral and, and become part of the canon. No, I think, like, they'll reference it at some point. Like, oh, there was once a comedian who, like, performed here and then he mm-hmm. disappeared around the same time as the Red Hood. But then, like, they'll turn around and do something like. You know, oh, there was was there was once a gangster who ran New York with uh, boss Carl Grissom, but he disappeared around the time as the Red Hood. Things like that. Like, they'll well, work in... Yeah. The, like, but it will never be official. Well, you know, like, what, when things happen in the movies, the, the friggin' comics try to, like, line up sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. But the Joker throughout everything has been fairly consistent in that, you know, they may reference something that happened in the movie, but the movie doesn't inform his origin right battlefish 002 thank you for the twitch prime sub mm-hmm. carl goshert 
with $5. Thoughts on Kevin Feige becoming CCO of Marvel Comics? This is weird, and I still don't really understand this. So apparently Kevin Feige was made chief creative officer of all of Marvel. Movies, television, and comics. Okay. Which is weird because Marvel Television and Marvel Comics is technically a separate division from Marvel Films. So now he oversees like like the creative aspect of everything. Which must be very difficult. It must be very difficult. Um, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know exactly like what control he has or like what he's going to do. I think it's a really cool idea to unify everything. Right. Not so much the comics, but the TV and the movie. TV the and movie should definitely. be unified. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I agree with you there. It would be cool to have the comics influence the movies more or, yeah. or, the, or the shows more. Or, you know, because like the comics will try to like alter themselves to fit the movies. Right. I think this will be like a better way to like have it both ways. I just don't see how he could possibly do that. Yeah. I remember because the thing is, because right now Marvel Comics is based in New York. And it has been and always it always has been based in New York. Whereas Marvel Films, Kevin Feige, is based in California. So there's going to be a lot of uh, cross-coastal uh, communication, which is very difficult, uh, no matter what business you're in. Also, a few years ago, DC tried to conglomerate, uh, consolidate rather, their comics and their films under one roof. So they moved the entire comics division from New York all the way over to California. It was a lengthy two-month process. It was very expensive. They only really put out like a handful of books at the time, the Convergence event. Like none of the main titles were being put out. And it was a financial and creative disaster. Like DC lost a lot of money doing it. A lot of employees didn't make the jump from the coast to coast. Um, it wound up not working. The, the whole idea was like to have movies and comics under one roof. And this was the era of the Zack Snyder films and Suicide Squad. So that that went real well. Um, it just it didn't work the way they thought it would. And the comic sales took a nosedive because of it. So I hope they don't wind up doing that. Because that, that could just lead to bad things over at Marvel. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope... What I hope is that this is better for the comic book division. Because the movies don't really need any more help. Mm-hmm. Like, they've proven themselves. The comics need all the help they can get because, you know, Avengers made, like, what, $2.5 billion at the box office and maybe, like, a one-hundredth of the people who saw it went to the comic book store. On paper, the comic book division probably doesn't look like it's worth having. Right. But it's what's inf- it's what influences everything else. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really dumb to yeah. get rid of it entirely, you know? So, uh they have, I mean, they could make more money out of it. That's yeah. probably why they want him to oversee oh, yeah. it. But uh, yeah, I, ho- I ho- hopefully he sees the value in it. I'm sure, look, I mean, Kevin Feige, more than anything, like has proven himself to be a fan of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think like he understands the importance of it and will try to like do the best he can for it. You know, I just hope that it is for the best. Sam Sindelar with $2. It is Wednesday, my dudes. It sure is, Sammy. And Mecha Dragon sure is. with $2. Side note, My Little Pony, F-I-M ended last weekend. Friendship is magic. Uh, how long was that going on? That was a long time. We talked about that last week, I think. We did. I'm surprised it was still on the air. 
uh, Decepticon said, no question here, but just wanted to let Will know that Diva is an adult, so you don't have to worry. Oh, clear, thank God. Or so you don't have to clear your browser history. Is she <laughs> an adult? Uh, Friendship is Magic debuted 10 years ago. Nine I years thought ago, Diva was 16. I mean, uh, what's her name? The I mean, Overwatch has been out for a while, so she probably aged up since yeah. then. Well, anyway, we got to do the hashtag. Yeah. So, so let's get back on track here. You pull that up while I figure out how old Diva is. Okay. <laughs> uh, little skeet skeet. Sup, my Brohamad Ali's. <laughs> uh, what do you Diva guys- is Hannah Song, a 19-year-old former professional gamer. Congratulations, Will. All right, that's bad. She was ranked number one in StarCraft II player in the world at age 16. That's where okay. I got that from. And she is Korean. Okay. So at least I got her race correct. Uh, what do you guys think about disc rot issues for collectors? Do you think this is a reason for digital purchases over disc games? Personally, I think we should go back to cartridges like the Switch for all consoles. Um, you know, it's something that like we should be aware of, but like nobody's really doing anything about it. You know? I don't think... I haven't experienced disc rot yet. I'm not anything. really concerned with... Like, like I... Like, I know that, like, a lot of these physical games are getting old and crappy and, like, yeah. uh, might not work that great. That's why emulation is so much easier. Yeah. But I'd, I want the physical one just to have it collected. But an emulator is just way easier to play. So, um, if I'm getting the hankering to play a retro game, I usually just emulate it. But I always like to have the physical just to have. Yeah. So, we honestly... I almost never play the physical games that I have. Honestly, well, like in terms of like disc-based games versus cartridge-based games, a cartridge is easy to fix. Mm-hmm. If a if a disc has disc rot, you're done. So, I mean, if there was a way to easily like back up your disc-based games, like rip them to your computer and stuff, that's why uh, game preservation is important. Yes, for situations like that, because mm-hmm. games will just get lost to time. Yeah. Jordan Rand says, hey, Will, in a, in a past comment, I said that you inspired me to purchase White Knight, my first comic. It was effing awesome. I dusted off your video on Venom Comics and got collection one of Rick Ren- Remender's run. And why have I never heard of Jack-O-Lantern? Hashtag Will was right. Always use the hashtag Will was right. Uh, yeah, Rick Remender's run on Venom was incredible because you don't think Flash Thompson with no legs being a... Uh, Super Soldier Venom is going to be any good, but it was. That was good. I read that, that was incredible. And Jack O' Lantern, yeah, like out of nowhere, this minor ass character is now like the most sinister villain in Marvel Comics at the time. It's great. It was only like 22 issues, but it was like the best 22 issues on the market at the time. There's a crazy symbiote thing going on right now in Marvel Comics. Yeah, absolute that. carnage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have to I have to catch up on that because apparently like uh, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman run of Venom was incredible. And it's Eddie Brock back as Venom. So I got to like catch up on that. Do you that. know the whole thing with the symbiotes? Uh, not entirely. Spoilers. It's, it's the symbiotes are like, uh, a, like a, like a godlike creatures. Oh, okay. They're like yeah. celestial. They're yeah. not, they're not, uh, like we knew they were alien. Yeah. But now they're like celestial gods. Right. So that's what. It is. That's what's happening. Now. Okay. And there's this whole big, like, crazy lore of the symbiotes yeah. that they're going into. I've seen, like, Miles Morales get 
hooked up with a symbiote. J. Jonah Jameson has a symbiote. There's like the one guy that created the symbiote. Yeah. He's basically God. <laughs> so anyway, King Mana High. Hi, kids. A question for Will. What's come on, guys? What do you think of Sin Zhu as a villain for Batman? Uh, I remember him for a PS2 game. He was voiced by Carrie Tagawa, aka Shang Tsung. Uh, but I've never seen him in comics before. So Sinsu was a villain created specifically for the Batman game, Batman Rise of Sinsu for the PS2 and original Xbox. It was a new adventures of Batman game. It was a four player beat em up. You play as Batman, Robin, Nightwing, and Barbara Gordon. Uh, the game was mediocre and Sinsu really only appeared in that game. He was created by Jim Lee. Like they got Jim Lee to design it, but he looked like a Bruce Tim. Uh, game really? Car- yeah, Jim Lee created Sinsu, but you know they had to convert it to Bruce Tim art style because it was Batman the Anime. Yeah, it series. looked like Bruce Tim. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think Sinsu really had anything like because you have uh, Rachel Ghoul, hmm. basically the same character. So like, there's really no need for him. Uh, but yes, he was voiced by a uh, movie Shang Tsung. Uh, Super Saiyan, aka Jordan, or the other way around can we get some wolf den cardigan sweaters <laughs> uh would be dope would buy i mean i would love to do that i gotta do something yeah i got a lot going on uh also will why aren't you wearing a wolf den hoodie the wolf den hoodie is very thick it's a jacket it's basically it's a, jacket. a jacket yeah um and i like the more thinner smaller hoodies especially for indoor use I'm wearing a big fat. Yeah. I wore the Wolf Den hoodie all week. Yeah. My wife wore the Wolf Den hoodie this weekend. She loved it. So Everybody loves it. Yeah. Everyone loves our hoodie. We're running out of uh, stock over there. I'm, not, I'm purposely not restocking because I want to do a whole new line. Mm-hmm. NQ73 Power Guys Joy-Con fixed, according to Fred. And it works perfectly. Okay. Congratulations. I got to play my Switch because I haven't tested it since I tried cleaning it out. Seeing if that works. See if I still have the drift i'm gonna have drift on this bad boy because i was slamming into the dock and everybody loves when i throw my switch around like that got a big fingerprint on the screen now uh comments from last week uh low low 316 i need to follow i need to know if the post office ladies won any more contests (laughs) it's been weeks and i need to know i actually didn't see them because what was in the p.o box was able to fit in the p.o box so i didn't have to talk to them at all but i will ask i'll report back next week uh, Imi Shimi says these uploads are always feel good content for a couple of hours. Thanks, guys. Oh, Aww. glad we can make you feel good. But we yell a lot. We do. Anthony, watch this one and f- the surf fetched one, and it feels like you guys do zero research. I love when Fred always puts a good one next to a bad one. Just to remind us how we do zero research. Yeah. Uh. No, Fred does it on purpose, so we feel good about ourselves, yeah. and then get slammed down. Uh, you guys do zero research before speaking about the new Pokemon game slash updates. I think an extra five minutes of Googling information or watching updated trailers would make you two seem more coherent with the game. Listen, if you want highly researched takes on gaming, you could watch. IGN has a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, GameSpot, Giant Bomb. Yes, and that they do that for their full-time job yes. they will research all day before doing the podcast yes we grab stories sometimes from these people and just give you our opinion yes on it. so if you want that you watch this yeah if you want our opinion if you want on the gaming news yeah. that's why you watch us 
so uh, listen, when I'm listening to podcasts, I want the news to be distilled for me. Mm-hmm. I want other people to be able to call out, you know, stuff from certain companies. And that's like today what we did with Analog. Yeah. Anybody can read you a press release, but we got we, into the nitty gritty yeah, of it. And what like, could be bad and what our concerns yeah, and are. our excitement like for it. Yeah. Um, also, too, I, I, I've listened to plenty of professional podcasts. Like when I'm driving, I'm just sitting there going, that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. Please correct yourself. I know the correct answer. The correct answer is this. I know you can't hear me. So. And we are very much not Pokemon people. If you want that, listen to Directly to You. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Directly to You. Um, Burr It's Cold says, these starters are going to turn into some weird humanoid Pokemon, and it's going to be stupid. I was thinking of this when we were talking about Pokemon earlier in this very podcast. What if the starters don't have an evolution? Like they just remain. That would be crazy. Yeah. Imagine people would be pissed. <laughs> the game comes out in a month and we haven't seen any more. We haven't seen a whole lot of Pokemon, let alone what the starters evolve mm-hmm. into. So we could be looking at like the first generation where the starter Pokemon don't evolve. Uh, I think the, the designer let the cat out of the bag that there's there's evolutions. Okay. So yeah. once again, I don't do my research and I'm wrong. Yeah. You should do re- more research. Well, well, we talked about this last week. Yeah. Uh, Sam Sindelar in the chat says, F you, Bob, for that abuse to your Switch Lite. I'm going to call Nintendo uh, domestic abuse, please. This Switch Lite right here, the one I have my thumb directly yes. on the screen for. Uh, oh, we got $5 from Jonathan Boucher. Hey, Will, used to hit my local comic shop every Wednesday. You should not do violence in public till my Just local, go to your shop local comic would shop only order your pull list taking all my fun wait what anyway i used to hit my local comic shop every wednesday till my local shop would only order your pull list taking all my fun out any advice so oh, so you go to your comic shop and they already have your pull lists ready for you basically. i don't like that i get it like they need to order a certain amount of those comics yeah uh, so it's like pre-ordering, but there's no bonuses and the store just straight up won't get enough comics if you don't yeah. do it. But no, the fun is looking around. You know? I mean, you could still have a pull list and go into the back and look around and see what all the new stuff is. Like, you know, I've done that. I don't like when stores get too chummy with you. Yeah. that That's, you gotta, be, well, it's different with a comic book store in a way. Um, but yeah, it's always. Weird. But then you have to like break up with them when you're like, if you gotta know, move or you don't want I, comics I, anymore. I ghosted so many comic book stores; it's kind of <laughs> embarrassing. Um. Well, yeah. Look, look. Just because they like pull your comics for you doesn't mean you can't, you know, still look at all the other comics. You know, I do that too. Um, just make sure that because you have a pull list, get those comics every week. Because if you don't, that's money out of the pocket of the comic book store, and they don't recoup that. Yeah, those those just sit there until you come and pick them up, and if you don't come and pick them up, then they have to wind up selling them, and sometimes they don't sell them because they're old comics. I saw, uh, I think it was a tweet or something where someone was like, "This is the all of the pulls nobody's picking up," and it was yeah. this huge stack. It was like three hundred dollars worth of that. Yeah, it was of hundreds comics, of dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're not gonna pick stuff up, so please you got- support your local comic book store. Go every Wednesday, buy the books you you want to get, and get your pull list if you have a pull list, or Listen, it sounds like in your case, Jonathan, just tell them you don't want to pull this anymore. Yeah. Unless there's a specific comic you don't think is going to 
they're gonna have like mm-hmm. when i was reading comics back in the day manhattan projects was one that i was yeah. like this you might not have enough for me um so if you want like a weird one but if you're just reading like spider-man or something yeah you could just grab it mm-hmm. all right anything else in the chat here because we gotta get the hell out of here oh yeah we do Meowth says, what controller should i use for switch for long gaming sessions docked i play 3d games only 2D games I play are Smash and Mario Maker. So probably a pro controller. Probably the pro controller. Yeah. Uh, if you play Mario Maker with a thumbstick, because you could get away with the pro controller. Yeah. Uh, the 8-bit Duke controller, if you play a lot of Mario Maker, the 8-bit Duke controller is still a great controller, even if you're playing 3D games. The SM30 Pro Plus. But if you play Mario Maker with a thumbstick and you're fine with it, just get the freaking pro controller. Uh, Eric said my favorite comic book store near me just closed I was so sad is it yeah. now a vape shop yeah because it probably is uh, I just had one where'd it go you're the worst Uh, Deceptive John. Will, thoughts on Alfred Pennyworth's show? Dumb. I haven't watched it. You know, I saw the trailer and it looked awesome. Like, (laughs) if it wasn't called Pennyworth, the idea is stupid, but the trailer actually looked pretty damn awesome. Like, and and the guy playing Alfred, like, is clearly trying to do a Michael Caine impression. (laughs) And it's like, dude, Alfred does not have to sound like Michael Caine. Spoiler alert, the guy who plays Alfred in Joker... Like, did a better Alfred impression. So, like, you don't have to reference him. He was fat. He was. But that's okay. <laughs> Alfred was originally fat in his first appearance was in the comics. Yes, when he was referred to as Alfred Beagle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's- and people say, I don't know comics. Pennyworth, basically, he's like... He's James Bond. Well, he's he's coming from a... It's like his father is a butler. Yeah. And so, like, he's got to be a butler... But he was in the war and he's like, he's basically hired as security, but yeah. also a butler because he knows how to yeah. do butler because his dad was a butler. So I think that, that may, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, that's the story. Because he's basically an undercover bodyguard. Look, that's the story of Alfred. He has like military experience and he wants to serve as like for the Waynes, but we don't need to see five seasons of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that we don't have a lot of chat because YouTube chats down. Really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolfden Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also. Mm. I had to take a drink of water. Also, if you just want to watch a little bit of Wolf Den Live or maybe send a clip of it to your buddies, head on over to Wolf Den Clips where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down into bite-sized chunks for you to watch a little bit at a time. It's Wolf Den Clips. Uh, for the best, for the highlights of Wolf Den Live. I'm mad at Eric. He didn't clip out the, the Joker review last week. Dude. 
It's too late now, Eric. It's too late. The time has passed. It's not going to do as well. You've uh, ruined everything. Um, also, I'm I'm very happy. The power didn't go out. The yes. internet didn't go out. Everything, even though YouTube chat died, yeah. everything's great. Will I'll be on Twitch.tv/WolfDen tomorrow? I think we're playing Minecraft with the crew. Oh boy! Also, Dan. Yes. That Cyber Channel? I think yes. he's nominated for another streaming. Oh, nice. He can be the three time or the four time. He's got two streamings. He already. does. There's two more than us. Somebody needs to stop yeah. this man. Uh, anyway. Yeah, go to twitch.tv slash Wolfden. Turn that bell on so you know when I go live. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Oh, what, what podcast service are we not on? We're on the main ones. If there's, you, it, yeah, if it, there's a podcast service that you typically use that Wolfden Live is not on, please let us know. At me on Twitter, at Will Wolfdam specifically, and we will get to the bottom of that it. Is, to make that sure. is Will Wolf Damn yeah. It. We are on Luminary, which I did not set us up for, but we're on there. Oh. Yeah. And Luminary, in case you don't know, is a premium podcast service where you, if you pay $8 a month, you get exclusive podcasts. Where's my where's my check? We're not part of that. <laughs> I signed us up for this thing that like puts ads on the RSS feed. Yeah. I don't know where it plays those ads, but sometimes we get a random like check for like twenty bucks. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where the ads yeah. are playing. Let me know if you hear an ad on Wolf Town. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway. But, but seriously, if you know of a podcast service that we're not on, hit me up on Twitter and I will get to the bottom of it and fix it. Fix it. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for hanging out. Goodbye. Bye.